we have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order, a world where the rule of law, not the law of the jungle, governs the conduct of nations. When we are successful, and we will be, we have a real chance at this new world order, an order in which a credible United Nations can use its peacekeeping role to fulfill the promise and vision of the UN's founders. Ben Miller, I'm hanging here with my co-host, Tony Pax. Hello, Ben. And we also got Pyeth on the board, as Hello. always. Bring it funny. Check out our website, animalfarmshow.com. Check it out. Join the forums. Start posting up some good stuff. Uh, we got loads of news tonight. Tons of it. And, uh, you know, all of it pretty bad, as always. Uh, <laughs> Fox 90, 90% news, bad, maybe yeah, 10% good. Pretty much, as always. Fox News is really uh, driving the turd train tonight, calling uh, for, for tasering protesters, specifically Code Pink. Oh, and, and when we say turd, folks, for those of you who haven't heard that term on the show yet, it means anti-American, just so. That's what Ben, ben has kind of coined the, the word turd as anti-American, just so you know. Yes. And we're also going to be talking about the Supreme Court case and the, the newest attack on the Second Amendment. Uh, in my opinion. Also, we got Liberty Dollar News. Um, we have Charlie Ratner in studio with, with us tonight to talk about it, which is good stuff. Um, and we also got Police State News. Uh, now, remember, we are live, and we are taking phone calls. Uh, so our number is 914, copy this down, 914-613-3166. That's 914 or you can drop us an IM at Animal Farm Show, all one word on AIM. So uh, I got this clip right here, man, about, and this is part of the police state news that we have, and this is a pretty pretty crazy, and this is from Local 2, investigating police secrecy behind unmanned aircraft tests, also known as drones for Star Wars fans out there. <laughs> yeah, I actually just heard about this today, and... Uh there's uh, there's been a lot of people that have called into a lot of Patriot shows and a lot of radio shows, just even on uh, major major AM stations that have you know have reported seeing these small aircraft, you know certainly bigger than a model airplane, but not a an actual jet sized uh, aircraft. But yeah, these drones are apparently been they're spying on us. Yeah, if that's the correct, of all time. Well, what they're not, looking for, I, maybe I, I not don't know. us right now, but well, not maybe, us. But. Maybe in the future. But here's here's a clip right here from from local two news. Uh-huh. Oh, there's an ad before that. I want you to love those ads on the internet. Internets. But uh, well, before before we get into that, actually, Ben, I wanted to uh, I wanted to say thanks to all the people out there who 
who did listen last uh, last week and gave us some some great feedback. We had some people call Thank in. Thank you. Local two investigates oh, there's a local the two. secret we'll aircraft. The Houston Police Department is now testing. It's a new unmanned drone that can patrol from the air. Now it's also a device that HPD wanted to keep under wraps. And now they're being just a little vague at how they're going to use it. KPRC Local 2 investigative reporter Stephen Dean gives you the first look at the plane that could soon be watching you from above. Neighbors accustomed to livestock and wide open land had no idea what to make of all this. Black trucks, satellite dishes, a radar swirling, and a portable launch pad with something covered up. At the entrance to this Waller County ranch was a Houston police roadblock, checking all the dignitaries arriving for this secret test. Their invitation spelled out, no media allowed. We tried to ask this HPD lieutenant on his way back out. They'll be coming out here in a minute. They all gathered around the launch pad, big shots with police departments from all over the Houston area. And now, the show they came for, the test you were not supposed to see. It's an unmanned drone aircraft. HPD, the Federal Department of Homeland Security, and other invited guests all watching to see how this drone could be used for police work in and around Houston. We tracked that drone from News Chopper 2, and that drone was able to use a high-powered camera to track us. Those cameras can actually look into people's homes or even follow them in moving cars, which raises all sorts of new questions. One issue is going to be your law enforcement using this and when by using these drones are they conducting a search and which they would need probable cause or a warrant. The military's been dropping bombs and using drones for secret war zone surveillance for years. And last month, the California wildfires were snuffed out with drones joining the other firefighting tankers in the air. This drone is made by a Washington state firm called In Situ. They weigh about 40 pounds, but they can carry 15 pounds more in police gear. They can stay airborne over Houston 15 to 24 hours without landing. I wasn't ready to... HPD quickly hustled together a news conference when it realized our cameras were there for the entire secret test. Potential public safety applications include mobility, evacuations, homeland security, search and rescue, as well as tactical. Executive Assistant Chief Martha Montalvo admits that could mean covert police action, but she says it's too early to tell what else HPD will do with the aircraft. Maybe these guys know. We saw many ticket writers from HPD's radar task force, so we asked, are these drones headed for ticketing speeders from the sky? I'm not ruling God, anything out. Back at the secret test site, police helicopter pilots claimed the entire airspace was restricted. They even threatened our local two investigates pilot with action from the FAA if we didn't leave. But we checked with FAA several times and there never was a flight restriction. That leaves some to wonder whether the police are now ready to use terrorism fears since 9-11 to push the envelope even further into our private lives. We see that some of these technologies that are, were being used in the aftermath of 9-11 that were, we thought were necessary to protect our security in that time are now being used to diminish privacy in other contexts, and that is extremely worrisome. HPD says it will tackle privacy and illegal search issues later. Headquarters is hoping to begin policing Houston with this new tool in about seven months, but more test flights are needed. No word yet on when the next flight is planned or whether it will be treated as a big secret like the one captured by our cameras. 
Stephen Dean, KPRC Local 2. Nicely done. Son of a bitch. So uh, bitch. Yeah, so it's you know it's out there in the open now, and I've actually firsthand I've I've heard uh, people calling into stations and and you know all over the country you know, reporting that they've seen these drones, and of course they were dubbed as a nutcase or or some kind of wacko, but yeah. it's it, now it's right and it's in the open, and this has been reported from a lot mm-hmm. of people living in Austin and other states. Uh, you know I, I get this from a lot of southern states. I never really hear about it in New York as much, um, but sure enough, it's out there, and and they're going to be using these drones for police. Or, or, you know, activity, or to to at least police yeah. the the land. That was that's that was what they were saying. And you know, what, this is sort of a, a little bit like the uh, the sort of thing that they were saying ten years or so ago about the quote unquote black helicopters. You know how black helicopters right. didn't the, exist, yeah. and then yeah. you know if you were a crazy person or if you were conspiracy theory, uh, you were you were a black helicopter person. Right. And it's sort of weird because you know I. I I lived, I grew up in Stratford, Connecticut, uh, which is the same town that Sikorsky Helicopter, uh, you know, the the ma- major manufacturing plant for helicopters sure. in the United States. Um, and for me, I, you know, when I heard the the black helicopter joke when I was just young and a child, I never got it because right. I always see black helicopters hovering around my house. Sure. They would say black helicopter, black helicopter. I'd be like, yeah, what about a black helicopter? You know, it was never right. it was never news to me. There was nothing strange about it because I would constantly see them, you know, all over the place. Helicopters being tested and and stuff like that. So you know, once again, uh, the conspiracy nuts, I guess, are ten years ahead of everybody else. Yeah, and sure enough, if if you claim anything even remotely close to this, you you get dubbed as a tinfoil hat wearer, or the, you know, like you said, the black helicopter or the conspiracy. People not still a, say the black helicopter. Oh thing, no, no, even, it, though, it's, even it's, though it's like they're, they're, they just totally exist in yeah. the video. And well, maybe maybe even more and, now, but yeah, in the mainstream media, a lot of times when they're discussing this, when someone you know will will be on the show, they'll, they'll show clips of the tinfoil hat wearer, the black helicopter. But uh, I wish I actually could point you folks to a clip um, talking more about the cameras in the beginning of the clip in the first half they spoke about the cameras that these drones are using literally can see through buildings i'm not joking about this and i actually don't have a clip to to prove that or to give you an idea but we're talking infrared cameras that can see right through uh, concrete walls absolutely um, and if you don't believe that go look it up yeah I mean, no it's, please go look it up because yeah. that's that's i mean that's this technology exists and yeah. it's out there and it's being used um and and it's being used on a mass scale too right and I'm, if all that were proven true i think that would be a very serious offense <laughs> right and and you know the camera technology like we spoke about this last show camera technology is is growing uh, at an amazing pace and you literally have the like I said, the last time the HD cam camcorders, uh, the palm size now that take amazing video and and you know God knows what the government has at this point. But once again, folks, uh, this stuff is going on and we want to hear um, what you think about this. So give us a call 914-613-3166. You could also Skype us at Animal Farm Show, which is one word. But one thing, Ben, um, I think it was Enemy of the State, a movie with Will Smith. Excellent movie. It was a great movie. And and regardless, if you haven't seen it, check it out because I think it really does illustrate the potential for this type of police work whether you agree with it or not we're talking about using satellites to you know zone in on buildings in real time and get an aerial view of what's going on and i mean it's very effective if there is a you know a criminal on the loose and you know someone's running from the cops then yeah you know absolutely let's use our technology but uh i have to question whether or not it's going to be used for that if not a lot more and yeah, certainly let's, let's use it in a lawful manner i mean yeah. we, we we know that 
laws get abused all the time. All the time. And that's what the problem is. You know, we get we have these laws that get passed, which are bad enough on their face, but you know, it's, it's, there's always you know the old saying: you give them an inch and they take a mile. Well, yeah, of course, because you know, we're not standing up against it. And you know, when Michael Hayden, the uh, head of the NSA, when he when he cannot uh, recite the the Fourth Amendment, the actual text using the Fourth Amendment, there is a problem, and there there are plenty of reasons for the uh, our beloved government to be doing these things. They want to know what you're doing. They've already tapped your phones. They already know where you're on the internet. They know all these things, and. Uh, it's like Internet. This, it's like this joint effort to find out exactly what we're all doing. And honestly, folks, if you think it's because of dangerous Al Qaeda members in the in the country, and they have to find these and root these people out, then fine. Then go yeah, back to sleep. It's, if you think yeah. it's for you know stati- something that's statistically yeah. lower than getting struck by lightning, then yeah, yeah, okay. fine. Then you know, I turn off the show and and go watch TV and just you know be a zombie. But let's let's think about this uh, from a logical perspective, and that's not what's going on. And from a historical, God, I love freedom. Yeah. From a historical perspective, perspective so, as well. Yeah. I I mean, this is and this is a really important issue, Ben, and I really am um, hoping that we can get, like I mentioned last week as well, Carrie, my friend from Austin, who's who's lived there for many years. You know, he would might be able to have a different perspective on this and give us some more information about, um, you know, where exactly this is really happening, and maybe give us some examples. But I'll try to get him on the line, maybe this show, hopefully, if not this show, the next show. But we got to get some people to talk about this because we're in New York. We don't see this a lot. Uh, we don't really get to hear even hear about this a lot of times. Well, here's the thing, man. I don't, don't want, mess with Texas. I, I personally am. am scared half to death of of police officers out there having that type of power if they can't even handle a taser. Well, you know? yeah, I mean, and <laughs> I mean, you if know a what? taser is too if a taser is too much for a police officer, oh my god. Sure, why yeah. the hell do we want somebody with a drone that can see through your house? See yeah. boinking your wife or whatever, you know? Yeah, that's and not I, a good feeling. I think even uh, martial law, Alex Jones's martial law, 9/11, Rise of the Police State film. I believe that's what, the first time where I saw the potential of these cameras and what these cameras can and are doing, literally seeing through uh, buildings and cars with ease, and you could see a great detail of you know what's going on. So uh, the, again, folks, the technology's out there. Just do the research, and it's not hard to find examples of what these cameras can do. And, and, our, and our point for bringing it up is that we think it's being used against. The American people uh, in, a, in a very unconstitutional way, to say the what? least. <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. And we will get to that clip. Most of you know already. Wednesday, I believe, was uh, on YouTube the clip of, of of the the gentleman in Utah who was tased pretty much without any reason. Um, it happened in September, I believe. Ben, every I week, man. Every, every week. week. But I tell you the truth, and I, I we were talking about this before the show. This to me is basically the most lawless clip I maybe have ever seen. I mean, this is much worse, in my opinion, than the, than the John Kerry taser incident. This is, I think, even worse than the Vancouver taser incident, I mean, even though that mm-hmm. man did. Unfortunately, he died from the, the taser. This was just a man gets pulled over with a pregnant wife in the car and a kid. And <laughs> well, leave it up to Pia to, to bring light on the subject. <laughs> it, yeah, it, I mean, look. It, folks, Damn the consequences. Yeah, this did. <laughs> This clip, and, I, and we'll give you the address, and we're not going to play too much audio from the clip, but we'll, we'll play some audio, but this was the most lawless um, police activity I think I've ever seen on YouTube. So we will play that clip later on, And uh, but basically this guy got out of his car, was pointing at a sign, and then the guy takes his, the police officer takes a taser out and points it at the man. And I, I had actually realized that the, the guy, the, the, the civilian, dare I say it, thought, <laughs> thought that this was a gun, an actual, you know, gun with bullets. He didn't know it was a taser gun, so he was freaked out, and he actually took a couple steps backwards and was 
you know, obviously very scared and turned his back, and that's when the police officer tased him. We'll get to that later. I don't want to ramp on it now. We're actually coming up on, on a break. But and you ben, call that a we democracy. Are already? Well, it's, uh, you know, time is flying here, Ben. We, uh, the Animal Farm show is... We got lots of clips. We got too, lots of still. clips. We're going uh, to take a quick break. Lucky. But we have a lot to cover tonight, folks. We also will be joined by Charles Radner in studio in the next segment. We'll talk about the Liberty Dollar and uh, Norfolk and how it got raided by the FBI. You're listening to the Animal Farm Radio Show on Revere Radio Network. Right back. in the following broadcast do not necessarily reflect the views of Revere Radio Network, Rob Revere, or any other host on the network. They are the personal thoughts and feelings of the host given the presentation. We support total free speech here at Revere Radio Network, even when it's ugly. Enjoy. Hey, you're listening to Revere Radio Network. Stay tuned. If you want to give us a call here at the Animal Forum, dial 914-613-3166. Yeah, go ahead and finish up! Finish up! What's happened is the Treasury, which owns the gold on behalf of the American people, has given the gold to the Federal Reserve, these private bankers, as collateral for the dollars these bankers print out of thin air. So the bankers have basically swindled with the cooperation of the Congress and the government, the bankers have swindled the American people by taking all our wealth, the gold, and giving us a piece of paper that ultimately has no value. It's just a piece of paper with no backing to it. So what you have is what's called a fiat currency. And this fiat currency, the Federal Reserve can make out of thin air all they want. And because of this, ability of the Federal Reserve to print money out of thin air or to make digits out of thin air and they call it money, it gives them the power to control the government. Because whoever makes the money makes the rules. That's the name of the game. So they can own everything they want. Everybody, everybody's, America has gone from being a nation of people who own their own property, own their own businesses, to a nation in debt. Because all money is created by borrowing. And this country has become people who just live by borrowing. What's my credit report? How much can I borrow this week? How much can I pay off this week? People don't own their own houses anymore. They bring you into the system at a very early age. And once you get into debt, you, can, you never get out, basically. Because between taxes, the income tax, the interest on your debt, and inflation, you can't get out from under. Think of the three I's. 
interest payments are very high, income taxes, and inflation. Inflation is the silent tax that people don't recognize the loss of their purchasing power. If you look at the dollar bill from the time the Federal Reserve came into being till today, the dollar is now worth about four cents. And so the situation we're facing today is we have a government that's controlled by the Federal Reserve System. And the Federal Reserve System has this appearance of credibility. And Alan Greenspan's the greatest guy in the world. And now Bernanke, you know, and all these guys, oh, the Federal Reserve, you got to have the Federal Reserve. But in reality, the Federal Reserve is part of the Communist Manifesto. They talk about America having, uh, being a capitalistic society, you know. But yet you have a central bank that makes all the decisions. That's not capitalism. No. It's a fraud. It's a lie. They, they, they deceive the people. And at some point, they're going to probably pull the plug and create the Great Depression. There's no question that the bankers, the bankers control, whether it's George Bush or Hillary Clinton or whoever it is, it doesn't matter, Democrat or Republican, is irrelevant. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. You are listening to the Animal Farm here on our Weird Radio Network. We do want to hear from you extremely badly. Do not be afraid to call in. The number is 914-613-3166. That's 914-613-3166. And if you uh, if you give a call in and you um and you get on the line, what's going to happen is you're going to hear it, uh, but your volume's going to be down. Just just have a listen, and we'll we'll introduce you when we're ready to do that. Sure. Wait um, a minute. Let's uh, let's continue on with the news here. I got this this crazy ass uh, clip right here. Air Marshal exposes quota policy for intelligence reports. Yep. And Air Marshal is uh, basically saying that uh, they're they're setting up quotas for what they have to report. Um, so it's, it's it's pretty disturbing. And I'll, I, I'm not sure if his he's got one of those voice masks or maskers on. You know what I mean? That masks his voice. Oh, I think he's. So I'm not sure. I may need to pause it and interpret it. Okay. Um, so, so I, I'm not, I'm not sure. Maybe if it sounds clear enough, you let me know what you think. Okay. I'll, yeah, we'll give it, we'll okay. give it a shot. Go ahead. Cool. And and you know he's got one of those where he sounds like a deep voice person and stuff. That could be one of those masks. I'm getting no love over here. Oh, yeah, there we go. Hopefully, I'm just sick of all of them. The local air marshals say there was a quota system in the Las Vegas office for reporting suspicious activity, which encouraged officers to file reports on people who weren't really acting suspicious. Contact 13 Chief Investigator Glenn Meek has this exclusive story. Let's run! Though air marshals are trained to take out terrorists to prevent a hijacking, most of their time is spent keeping an eye out for signs of something about to happen. They can use a device, similar to a Palm Pilot, to instantly report suspicious activity. It's called the Surveillance Detection Report, or SDR. But if an air marshal doesn't see something suspicious, should he have to report something anyway? Air marshals who wanted their identities protected say that's exactly what supervisors told them to do. Is it fair to say you felt pressured to fill out a false intelligence report? We pressured as a whole? Absolutely. Absolutely. That was the full intent of it. If there was not pressure, uh, there would probably be considerably less SDRs submitted. Action News obtained this 2004 email from a supervisor in the Las Vegas Air Marshal Service, which clearly states, Special Agent in Charge Knowlton has decided that every Las Vegas Federal Air Marshal must generate at least one SDR every month, in part because the Las Vegas office had the lowest number of SDRs in the nation. Some air marshals say this amounts to a quota system, requiring them to report something suspicious whether they see it or not. I don't need to do an SDR on somebody who 
might be a little belligerent on an aircraft, or might not like the seat he's sitting in. And these are some of the SDRs that get cluttered up in our intelligence database. Some air marshals say a bogus SDR could land you on a watch list just for doing something like taking pictures out your window during takeoff. So the data pool is being polluted by information that really shouldn't be in there, and some innocent flyers may be looked at suspiciously who weren't doing anything wrong. Absolutely. About two months after the one SDR a month edict came down, Knowlton sent out this email saying the idea was to make air marshals more vigilant, but, quote, there is not a quota for submitting SDRs. However, air marshals I talked to say they were still expected to file at least one a month and that it's part of their evaluation process for raises. I will not write a report unless I see something I truly believe is suspicious behavior uh, or suspicious activity. And consequently, uh, myself and, and I know several others who are in the same position, despite the fact that everything else was good, we didn't get our reasons. We need to stop turning in bogus SDR reports for quotas, and we need to start giving quality intelligence information so we can catch these guys doing what they're doing so that another 9-11 doesn't happen. Top management of the Air Marshal Service released this two-line statement responding to the allegations raised in our story. It says, the Federal Air Marshal Service expects Air Marshals to provide timely, accurate, and relevant surveillance detection reports to support our aviation security mission. There is no expectation that a Federal Air Marshal submit a specific quantity of reports. Still, the service does not dispute that emails went out in the Las Vegas office directing Air Marshals to file at least one report a month. But the folks in Washington say that's never been policy nationally and should have been cleared up locally by the email stating that there's no quota system. Clearly, some local air marshals disagree with that assessment and feel they've been retaliated against for refusing to file reports that they thought were bogus. I'm Glenn Meek, Channel 13 Action News. You know what the bottom line is, and the question is only rhetorical, because I know that you do. Your TSA bullshit won't stop a damn thing. Uh, Henry Rollins. Just were pathetic. The whole country <laughs> shot. Well, I, I don't know. Where I'm not going to get mad. Yeah, I'm not going to okay, get Alex. mad. Alex, we got a lot more to talk about. Don't, don't worry. Plenty of time to get mad. But I, I don't know where to start with this one, Ben. It was uh, we got two long clips, and, and any one of these clips that we played so far in the show, I think we can make a whole show about. We won't do that. But it seems as though Ben, there is a quasi little system going on, a quota system, if you will, with some of these uh, TSA agents to pieces of filth to, to, <laughs> to fill out bogus reports just for the sake of filling them out. Yeah. And you know, it's one thing if you apply this to you know state police and county police to have a quota to fill out tickets, which I cannot stand. Yeah, that's, it that's boils a my blood. This to me is 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 much worse, or at least just as worse. One of the two, just because now you know, even if you do nothing wrong, these agents uh, almost feel pressure to fill out a report, even if it's bogus. So where are we going, folks? Why, why is this happening? Call in and let us know why you think it's happening, because I don't really have much uh, of an opinion other than it's just uh, just trying to get us used to this uh, surveillance society and this police state. 
Yeah, I think it's perfectly reasonable. Of, seems to be a lot of that going on, you know. Yeah, every every week, Ben, it's, it escalates, and we haven't even scratched the surface here, and we, we haven't even gotten to uh, to Charlie Ratner. He will be in studio momentarily. Help us uh, talk about some of these things. We're going to talk about the Liberty Dollar, but uh, I'd actually be I'm curious to find out what he thinks about a lot of this stuff. But oh, uh, we're gonna we'll you know we'll probably end up talking with him about that also. How there's sort of you know the 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 quarter part of it, and how there's uh, literally an unlimited amount of laws that police officers can just pick and choose from, and and they can get you for whatever they want to get you for, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, whether it be something ridiculous or not, and uh, their quota is met regardless, and they get their nice little pay raise for uh, doing a doing a good job as a. As I'm a absolutely officer. adamantly opposed to that. So. Yeah, and uh, you know, again, folks, so many times, you know, we talk about issues with with our friends and our family, and you know, uh, you, a lot of people I tend uh, to talk to, a lot of people just shrug things off, like, wow, it's not really affecting me, and therefore it can't be real. But you know, we fly on airplanes; these things happen all the time. And when is it going to, you know, become personal? Hopefully, uh, hopefully it doesn't happen to you. But let's be honest, it's already getting personal. If you've ever been pulled off by a cop, and uh, you know, he he just feels like pulling you over, and then he just makes up something that. That you know you did wrong. Maybe you have your tints on your windows are a little bit too dark, and maybe he's pulling you over for that reason. You won't even know if it's ever happened to you. That's the scariest That's part the about thing, it. That's the thing. Yeah. You know, you know the, these are these uh, these terrorist watch lists because of. Uh, and and again, you know, look. It, I, obviously, we want to know if there uh, are people flying on our airplanes that are indeed you know acting on terrorism. If they want to become uh, a terrorist or do something wrong, we want to know what these people are doing and keep track of them. Of course. But again, when you hear things like this, it makes you scratch. It makes me scratch my head, at least. I just can't figure it out. But the phone number, once again, folks, 914-613-3166, 914-613-3166, Animal Farm Show, one word. You could also Skype us there. And uh, once again, if, if you do call in, you hear the show in, in your headset there, and that means you're on. But uh, I don't know, Ben. I don't know where to go from here, but every week it seems to get crazier. We've said, American, we've, isn't it? we've said that every week. I, I'm sorry to get repetitive, but I did want to talk about, uh, before we get to Charlie, um, I wanted to talk about the SWAT team that raided the wrong home in a uh, in a big big mess here. I want to talk about this. Uh, Woman works to rebuild after police raid her home. Lawrenceburg, Indiana, SWAT team raids the wrong home in Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Now the homeowner wants some answers. Police said they were led to the village apartments on the trail of fugitive Sean Dayton. Convinced uh, he was inside apartment 407G, the Lawrenceburg SWAT unit surrounded the building. Okay. It looks like they were ready to go to war, one neighbor said. Some of the ones out here had AR-15s and shotguns. Hmm, Damn. Beautiful. Neighbors said police spent hours ordering Deaton to surrender, but when that didn't work, they responded with tear gas and forced entry. Okay. It looked like my apartment was on fire. The smoke was just blowing out of my windows, Kayla Irwin, the tenant of 407G, said. Obviously the wrong person. Irwin, a single mother of two, said she is unable to live in her apartment and didn't even know that the man sought by police who said Deaton had left the apartment before officers arrived. Now, she said, she has been left with the mess and no apology, Ben. It's all covered with poison. I don't know where to start over with two kids, said Erwin. How do you start with replacing the items that your kids have had since the day they were born? And I think, uh, just to continue, I think she was reporting about the tear gas or some kind of substance that was put into the apartment. It's poison, Ben. It's all over the rugs. It's all over the chairs, you know, and everything else. And You start with an excellent lawyer. That's where you well, start. I, I think it's a good point. That's, that's a, good a very point. interesting question. She said one of her pet, this is sad. She said one of her pet guinea pigs was also killed. 
during the incident, which I don't know, makes me sad. I, I love pets. Neighbor, <laughs> uh, sentimental stupidity here. <laughs> uh, na- of war. You know, <laughs> but, it's, but you know, it's like we have pets. We I all know, have. We love our pets. Come on. Neighbors said the police action was simply overkill, overpowered. In my opinion, it looked like they were enjoying what they were doing. And I got. Let's read that again because this is what we uh. talk about every week. This is a quote from an Iraq veteran who was one of the neighbors, Emmanuel Brightwell. Overpowered, in my opinion, it looked like they were enjoying what they were doing. They did not need to do all this. That's that's the quote. Are you ready for a war? Yeah, Emmanuel. <laughs> and I, actually, I admire this. This is again, this is an Iraq veteran. His name, his name's Emmanuel Brightwell. Um, yeah, this is the kind of stuff, Ben. That I mean, how accidents happen? Yeah, I understand. But how could you pick the wrong apartment in a in a, in a criminal Whoops. way? Yeah. So uh, you can look that up. That came out of. Uh, Originally came out of uh, WLWT.com, but it's all over Fox. And, and when I read that, you know, I mean, you know, besides the guinea pig getting executed, it's it's ultimately unacceptable. It's just sad and everything. I told you I was a pig. <laughs> you know, and if nothing else, if you take nothing else from this article, I would say just try to understand what these police officers now these days in our country, what their motives are. I mean, you know, it's they really do act on these impulses where they're enjoying themselves and it's like a big game and there's no more serving the public. And I think it'll be illustrated better when we talk about that Utah man who was tased, you know, with his family in the car. Uh, he got out of the car. He was tased. We've got to talk about that. But um, in the meantime, folks, give us a call. Let us know what you think. And, uh, you know, Ben and I are freaking out here, but we got to do this. We're trying to give you the news and trying to give you um, the articles that in our minds stand out. But uh, we are now joined by Charles Charlie Ratner, who, if you did miss the uh, two shows ago, he was in. He called in, and we were talking about the Aaron Russo, the late Aaron Russo film America: Freedom to Fascism. And we were sp- uh, particularly talking about the Federal Reserve. Charlie, how are you? Hey there, guys. How you doing? It's an honor to be here on the Animal Animal Park. It's good to have you here, Charlie. We have obviously this. Uh, of course, this is Charlie's intro music. A wonderful band named Opeth, <laughs> and. Uh, Charlie with <laughs> oh my goodness, Charlie! Um, before we dive into it, before we get into some of the gruesome stuff, obviously there's more than enough material to talk about. But before we do, why don't you once again just kind of give the folks out there a quick intro uh, about who you are and you know why you're uh, why you're here? Okay, well, uh, you know, I am an attorney. I, uh, I generally specialize in intellectual property, but uh, I here to contribute my knowledge on the general areas of law that affect uh, you and I every day. That's excellent stuff there. Um, like we said last time, we were speaking about the Federal Reserve, but tonight I want to talk about the FBI raid of the Liberty Dollar. Uh, for those of you who don't know, the, the group Norfid, um, who was making the Liberty Dollar for over 10 years now, uh, two, about a week and a half ago, they were raided by the FBI. And uh, I tell you the truth, I, I don't know about you, Ben, but I haven't I've listened to a lot of talk radio since then. I've really been interested in this topic because, again, like the Federal Reserve Act or like the income tax law, I uh, stupidly believe that we can find – we can get to the bottom of these issues. And I think that we can find out black and white if what the FBI and I think now the Treasury is confirmed the Treasury, Treasury was involved in this raid. Uh, was this a legal action um, or was it illegal? So I want to know, and I think we have to at least get somewhere tonight. I think we'll start with that. So uh, – uh, Charlie, obviously, you're familiar with that. What do you? What are your thoughts on it? And just tell us straight up: is it legal and why? Okay, well, uh, you know, <clears throat> based on U.S. Treasury statutes, uh, it is illegal for anyone to uh, coin and distribute currency without the authorization of Congress. Uh, yeah, money. 
<laughs> Money is cool. <laughs> now that being said, uh, you know, there's plenty of companies you can go and buy commemorative coins from and so forth, and you know, you you exchange value for them. They're just not advertised necessarily as being uh, useful in in, in uh, commerce. Uh, I think what Liberty Dollar was. Uh, was trying to push the limits a little bit. I mean, they they did. Uh, if you go to their website, you see that they they say that their coins can be used in place of real euros currency in places, and uh, I think that's what got the government's attention and what brought the hammer down on them. And so basically, because of that, uh, because on their website they are, if it is true, they're claiming that this currency can be used not only to barter Allegedly for objects. Uh, what's that? Allegedly, of course. Allegedly. Oh, I mean, again, if, again, I want to know if it's illegal, it's illegal, and I, and I have to stand by it. I mean, I, I don't like that this happened. And um, So if their argument if their argument is this isn't a currency, this is a, a uh, something that we can use to bar, barter with, and in other words, if you want to, uh, you know – Borrow my leaf blower. You have to give me twenty bucks, or you have to give me one of these liberty dollars. Is that is that a legal type of use for these for these liberty dollars, just as a straight up bartering system? Well, you know, if, if it, it would be hard for them to for the government to come down on a liberty dollar if they distribute these coins, and the people that took them up, you know, formed their own little culture and decided arbitrarily to distribute these coins among themselves and exchange them for value among themselves. I don't think there's anything the government could really crack down a liberty dollar about just for supplying them. Uh, you know, but uh, so you think where they got nabbed was pretty much they were saying it on their site it could be used. Yeah, for but currency. by openly advertising it as such, that's I think that's where they crossed the legal limits of uh, what they were allowed to do. And there's certain, like I said, and that's there's, the no, truth. there's nothing against Liberty Dollar minting coins. There's nothing against minting them and saying they're exchangeable with Liberty Dollar for a certain amount of gold or silver. Uh, you know, it's when they get into replacing U.S. currency and so forth, they definitely you know step on what Congress and uh, the Constitution really claim. Is Congress's purview? Well, I got this clip here from uh, the uh, what is it, Kudlow show, right? Yeah, Kudlow, the the, the president of the. Of um, and they the they had the, the the owner of uh, the Liberty Dollar, Bernard von Nuthouse, which is a funny ass <laughs> it's name. It's a bad name to have. I, it's just a bad name to I have. I think it's not Nuthouse. Yeah, spell not, it there, Ben. Nuthouse. It's N O T H A U S. The unfortunate <laughs> thing named. Yeah, it's just, can't get fooled again. <laughs> it's like it's like my last name being Black Helicopter, Ben Black <laughs> Helicopter. That would be bad. <laughs> It's just is the Liberty uh, Dollar and its founder uh, under criminal indictment by the U.S. government. All they want to do is end the Fed and just put a little silver and gold into our money. Joining me now is the creator of the Liberty Dollar, Bernard von Nothaus. Bernard, welcome. This is kind of an interesting story to me. What's wrong with no. putting a little gold and silver behind our coins? Hey, listen, that's what the U.S. Constitution says that we're supposed to be using, Larry. So one of these guys, they busted your, uh, what, your operation up in Indiana? They just came in and raided it? What'd they do that for? I'll just pause it real quick. Charlie, yeah. give me a signal if you want me to if you want me to pause it and you want to chime in or if you disagree with anything that he's saying or anything, just let me know. Well, uh, just, you know, since we're, since we're here and we're stopped, I'll say that uh, I would find it suspect that there's uh, anything in the Constitution that requires the currency to be backed by gold and silver. I agree. I think it was Section 10. Could you, like, He's shut up to. and give us the money? Section 10 states, states' rights that uh, that classify gold and silver. Right, but I don't know that, that that's tantamount to a requirement that the currency be backed by such. Yeah, I think it was. I think it's a requirement for debt to be paid, right, in gold and silver. I think it, I think it had said. Uh, but we could, we could bring it up in a little bit. Uh, let, me, let me continue the clip here. Or under oh. what charge? Well, the thing is, is that uh, that's what we're asking. You know, we don't understand what we're doing wrong, and we've been doing it for ten years, Larry. 
And the government's been very benign. They've even commented that what we're doing is legal. But uh, last Wednesday, they burst in with about uh, a dozen G-boys walked in there and just bagged everything, all the gold, all the silver, every, all the computers, all the records, everything. Just because it's uh, you got a little gold... I Hey there, uh, you know, I just want to add right, right at that point that uh, maybe that maybe they have been doing this for a while, and you know, it really is tantamount to the government to enforce laws. But really, what, what you're seeing maybe in the Liberty Dollar case is that uh, a case of selective prosecution. Why why it would be that they they went in at this point and uh, not earlier? If, if this had been an ongoing criminal activity, I, you know, that's a legitimate question. Hmm. Right. Have you read our Constitution? And, and and by the way, you know, if you want to, if you the the listeners out there want to give us a call in, um, the number is nine one four six one three three one six six. That's nine one four six one three three one six six. Give us a call in if you disagree or have anything to say in regards to the master and in regards to the matter. <clears throat> we're going to continue playing this clip. These coins themselves, gold and silver. Well, they're not coins because a coin is something issued by the government. And we're not the government, Larry. But yes, they're pure gold, they're pure silver, and we also have paper. And it's also in digital form. Now, in answer to your question, I think what was really bad was how successful we were becoming, Larry. Well, so you're basically, these are investments is what they are, right? You're not actually nope. saying these are coins. Well, we're not saying they're coins, but they're not investments either. This is a functioning currency over 20 million dollars in circulation been around almost 10 years okay so that's it that's, that's where he says what? it's a functioning currency yeah i mean and it, that's it, where the the law gets them this them is this butt. is where you start uh crossing the line i mean really it's it's not the making of coins as such that's illegal. I just want to make that clear. What, what, what is clear is trying to pass it off as a, as a form of currency. The, the Treasury statutes are pretty specific that um, making uh, making a coin that can be passed as currency, whether or not it looks like U.S. currency or the currency of another government or, or its original design, I mean, that advertising it as another form of currency is, is really where they, the, the line has been uh, – Breached. And yeah, and just to add to that, Charles, and, and when I spoke to you earlier this week, I think it was right after the last show, I wanted to, to really do a follow-up on, on this whole issue, and that's when I, I called you. You immediately had sent to me um, off of usmint.gov. It was Title 18, labeled Crimes and Criminal Procedure, Part 1, which is labeled Crimes, and it's Chapter 25 in specific, uh, talking about counterfeiting and forgery. And this is the the thing that we're talking about here. This is the um, the 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 whole idea: uttering coins of gold, silver, or other metal. And the law states: whoever, except as authorized by law, makes or utters or passes or attempts to utter or pass any coins of gold or silver or other metal or alloys of metals intended for use as current money, whether in the resemblance of coins of the United States or of foreign count countries or of original design, shall be fined under this title or in prison not more than five years or both. And I think that's what we're talking about. The, God, that, I love freedom. Now take me to jail. You know, and, and, and listen, I don't like it any more than you, but just to... God, I love freedom. Thank you, George. And just to reiterate, on the liberty, libertydollar.org website, you can go there right now, libertydollar.org, scroll down maybe about halfway, and you can read the paragraph labeled 100% backed by gold and silver. The Liberty Dollar is private, inflation-proof, real money. That is devoid of inflation and debt. And it goes is on. money and currency the same, Charlie? Yeah. Yes. It is. Okay. So is, that, is that is that the same in a lawful respect, or is that you know like in a in a lawful dictionary? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you, cool. can, you want to continue with that? It just cost yep. me six thousand dollars. Continue. Years, a couple hundred thousand people using the currency, Larry. Even though 
We are the second most popular currency in America. We do have a bit of upside potential here for the Liberty Dollar. Well, I don't know why people aren't free to choose. If, you know, if they want to circulate your coins or your paper, they should be free to do that. I think that is against the law. I'm just saying in a perfect world, they should be free to choose. Well, we are free to choose. We live in a free economy. There is no law against owning gold and silver or using gold and silver whatsoever at all. We've never misrepresented the product, Larry. We've never said it's legal tender. Matter of fact, we built our whole campaign on the fact that it is not legal tender. It's a private, voluntary barter currency. So what? Okay, so wait. He classifies it as currency, but then says it's not legal tender. What is that? Where is that? Well, exactly. I think he's just. Uh, I think it's a way of parsing uh, his argument about why why what he's doing uh, is apparently justified and uh, from his point of view. But uh, so is calling but, it know, currency is that does that officially make it currency? Well, currency, currency, money, legal tender. These are all synonyms for the same thing. Huh. So if he calls you're it currency, does do, that by law make it currency? Well, I'll tell you, if I was the prosecuting attorney in this case, his statements both on the website and and, and what you're playing here for us, I would probably. Uh, choose to submit as evidence that, that, that they're advertising this currency. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, there you go. And, and for some reason, uh, Ben and, and Charlie and, and Pyeth and everybody, all, all of you listening, and like I said, to introduce this whole topic, I was listening very closely to as many talk radio shows and the mainstream media once this broke, because I really thought that this kind of issue would, again, give us now a black and white yes or no, whether or not this was legal or illegal, uh, you know, Hoping in a lot of ways that it was legal because otherwise it would be just complete lawlessness and they would just raid this building. But um, again, folks, this is uh, you know I'm just glad that we, we're getting somewhere to the bottom of this and I don't understand why anybody else has done what we're doing right now to get someone you know from the a lawyer or such uh, on the show to talk about it. It's just we're pathetic. The whole country <laughs> shot. Yeah, I mean it doesn't take a genius. I'm not gonna get mad. I'm not gonna get mad. I'm and I'm not calling it's anybody like we're else all out. Now. Yeah, I'm not calling anybody else out and and you know and. Uh, arguing with them it's just it's just the point that if this happens and it's illegal we should talk about it and it seemed to have gotten passed off as oh look at this lawlessness next topic so go, yeah, well, go. i mean I, I personally you know just as a precursor here my personal opinion and we've discussed this before is that the federal reserve in my opinion isn't legal um constitutionally and we, we talked about that two weeks ago but just to put my my personal opinion out there just saying um so do we want to continue here? Yeah, I think finish the clip, and I think just to add on what you're saying there, I think there's two arguments or two uh, talking points here. One is yes, yes or no, if, if this is a, a legal or an, an illegal action. I think we're getting to the bottom of that pretty quick. But the other argument is whether or not it should be an illegal action or legal. So we'll finish the clip there, yes. and then we'll have that discussion. Cool. What happens? Are you yourself going to jail? Are we going to be the last people to see you out of jail? <laughs> God, I hope I can make it home after this interview, Larry. <laughs> You're getting um, a lot of visibility tonight, my friend. You sure this was wise? <laughs> Did you talk to your lawyer? <laughs> yes, I have. Matter of fact, I talked to my lawyer after we read the sealed, quote-unquote, sealed 35-page affidavit that the FBI agent filed with the judge to get the search warrant. Mm. And you read it. Matter of fact, it's posted on our website, libertydollar.org. And... I ask you, Larry, go and read the 35 pages and ask yourself, what is the crime? I All mean, right. it points out that I sold a T-shirt. Let me go to so t shirts We've got some sharp-eyed, uh, sharp-elbowed investment strategists here. Quentin Hardy, I want to get your take on this. What's wrong with a little gold and silver behind our money? Remember The Wizard of Oz? That whole book was... This guy was a... This guy from Forbes was a douche, man. I just got to say. Just really rude. Written. It was an allegory against the gold standard. And what about the Federal Reserve and the Treasury? You yourself just said they're destroying the U.S. dollar. You should be in favor of this. 
Everybody should be in favor for starts, of it. Like, for, for starts, is it true you have a picture of Ron Paul on this currency? All right, don't ask me. Absolutely. Bernard, is there Ron Paul? Is this Ron right. Paul money? Absolutely. We're doing a Ron right, Paul right dollar. Away. Doing a... <laughs> right, right away, I'm glad they rated you, okay? Now, <laughs> you stupid ignorant son of a big dumb I'm bastard. I'm glad they rated you. <laughs> I thought but you were a libertarian, Quentin Hardy. I thought hey, you were Ron a libertarian. Paul, Ron Paul's happy. Ron Paul's dude. happy. They rated us, too. All right, so you know, traffic is dude, up 24%. Dude, with all respect, you are a counterfeiter, okay? What you are doing is undermining the value of American currency. All right, he called him a counterfeiter. I wonder if... I find um, the Federal Reserve is a counterfeiter. That's what I think. I, I don't want to get into a Ron Paul debate uh, just yet, but I wonder if, you know, Mike Huckabee was on the currency, or I wonder if Mitt Romney or, or Giuliani George. was on the... Or <laughs> Giuliani. Giuliani or George... God help us, George. But, but <laughs> if any of the other candidates that this person liked were on the currency, maybe he wouldn't have been so angry. But, uh, again, more just ridiculous I'm just crap. And this was actually a balanced uh, Charlie, chime in discussion. on this, man. I, I, he, calls, he calls him a counterfeiter, but he's not... He, his currency is backed by gold you know what i mean at least federal reserve isn't backed by anything they're just printing it over and over doesn't that make them more of the counterfeiter well i mean here's the power of labels and technically the law that he violated was the counterfeiting law that was promulgated by the treasury department you know said it addressed both attempts to make real looking currency and and currency of original design so either one is technically counterfeiting what what everyone in everyday talk refers to as counterfeiting is making dollars that aren't real dollars you know uh, but uh, that's I don't you know it, it's it's more of a label than it is what everyone would agree to be counterfeiting if you asked him on the street but uh, technically it, he is a counterfeiter for making this coin and advertising it as currency well yeah I mean and, and the, com you know, the comments whatever way the comments went there it's just it, it, to me it seemed like this was a very balanced news report until this until uh, this guy came out. So this guy came out. And, oh, you know, is, is Ron Paul on the dollar? Oh, well, you know, I'm glad they rated you. Obviously, yeah, that's rude, Don't just man. tell us your political stance too quick there. But, you know, I'm glad it's they unnecessary. rated you. How, how, it's unnecessary. I mean, who, who says that to somebody? I'm it's glad they rated you. You know, I'm, regardless, no matter who's on this currency, no matter what the objective of this company was, if their actions were illegal, then I, you know, I have to be behind the action that the FBI and Secret Service and whoever else was involved with the raid uh, took. But, you know, this is just more crap from, from mainstream networks that are religiously against Ron Paul and for reasons that we won't get into right now. But once again, folks, we... And religiously against, I think, alternate currencies. Well, yeah, and, and again, I mean, if you if you want, Ben, we can get into the, you know, the argument of whether or not this should be illegal. And I'm not even sure what my, you know, opinion is on that whole thing. I mean, sh do you think, Charlie, do you think that we should allow other companies to make currency that will compete with the, with the American currency and to be used as actual currency? Well, by definition, just like... Like when you have a lot of companies in a, in, a, in a particular market segment, each company gets a lower share and is worth a lower amount than if they held that market segment alone. If you have multiple currencies, I mean, the comment that was made in that clip about you're weakening the value of the American dollar, well, I mean, on the scale of Liberty Dollar, I don't think that uh, that's why we're seeing the Canadian dollar be worth more than, more than ours now. But, uh, you know, if it was a widespread practice where a number of currencies competing each other, yeah, overall, the American dollar would decrease in value. Yeah. Yeah, it's not. It would. No, it's not the Liberty question. Dollar. It's not like the equivalent of Jay Z flashing euros in his videos. <laughs> no, it's now. not like you know. It's not like bankers running out and buying euros by the bucket load now. Mm -hmm. No, and and, and there's you know there's, it's no surprise to anyone listening to this show, and certainly not to none of us, that the dollar is at an all-time uh, low versus the euro. It's incredibly weak. Our economy, you know, everybody says the economy is doing so great, but our currency is worth, uh, you know. 
no more than a, a, a bunch of leaves outside these days. I mean, yeah, yeah. there are problems, and, and I think you know we can Money. argue that the Federal Reserve should should be taking care of these problems, and, and certainly our, our Congress and our president. But you know, again, the, spe- the specific issue here is um, on these you know on this particular Norfit on the on the company making the dollars, and only place you can get them right now is on eBay. <laughs> if you get a chance, go check it out. There they are selling. Like hotcakes, but they're also selling for twice, if not three times, Internet. their their you know value that's labeled on the coin. I was checking them out myself. I'll just add one more thing from the legality point of view on on this whole matter is that you know if the decision by the FBI was to go in because they now introduced this Ron Paul dollar and it was a political motivation that by you know that definitely makes it unconstitutional from a prosecutor, prosecutorial discretion point of view. Uh, so if you were if you were defending you know. Uh, the, Mr. Nuthouse, you would. Uh, <laughs> I would suggest that, the, that they look into the motivations of the government and, and determine why the why the government chose to take action at that time. All right. Well, cool. Charlie, I just. Well, let's. Well, should we should we finish up and then? Maybe yeah, finish can, the clip. Okay, and then we'll talk about maybe whether we should we should it be even existed or not. Mm-hmm. But, sure. Okay. This is not cool. And with a nod and a wink, you can say, "Oh, it's just a barter thing. It's not really a dollar." But the fact of the matter is, for those who feel that gold is real money and what the Federal Reserve prints is fake money, they take it as real money and try to substitute it. Now, the Feds take rather a dim view of people trying to undermine our national currency. All right. I'm sorry, and we'll test it out in court. Jason Trenner, Jason Trenner, what Quentin just said didn't sound all that bad to me. What's your take? I mean, if people think the Fed is printing, you know, maybe the Fed's money. Maybe the Federal Reserve notes are counterfeit, Jason. This is like a whole new ball game. What's your take? Oh, this I, could drive I, it down I, to 25000 We already 000. know. I guess Gentlemen, my, we already know the Fed money is bad. All right, I guess, go ahead, I guess look my at the take. Go ahead, Jason. I guess my take is I... I, I Candidly, I'm a little surprised that Quentin works at Forbes magazine uh, because I, I kind of agree with you, uh, Larry. I think we should be free to choose. I'm a Milton Friedman guy. Yeah, I, 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 I want to get listen, paid I, in I, dollars, I say, not canned food me, and make-believe is, money. I, think, I also, though, I think this is a, a, a dollar, a strong dollar story. You know, you have Giselle Bunchen wanting anything but uh, but dollars. You have Jay Z flashing around here. Yeah, yeah, I want to uh, small dollars. Talking over each other. These people are. Patriots! They're not defending the republic! They're here overturning our country! Wow, so, our precious nation! So Kudlow has, he has five guests on and only three talk. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end, in the last 20 seconds, they all end up oh, talking over each other. You gotta love network news, man. Yeah. It's well, great. You know, again, when, when it's, and I don't even want to use the, the slogan fair and balanced, but when it is balanced, at least, or at least when there's a discussion and you don't get so much of this right or left or red or blue um, opinion garbage, then I like it because, again, I mean, it's about reporting the news and really not telling me your opinion on it. I don't care about your opinion, frankly, uh, and they, this is not exactly an O'Reilly or Hannity type show. It's not me tuning in because of your opinion. Report the news. So. Uh, it gets me angry. But nevertheless, uh, Charlie, you know, uh, certainly this issue in and of itself obviously was big amongst the Patriot community. And I'm just glad that you came on the show just to talk about this. But we will get into uh, certainly a lot more news. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's unfortunate. Uh, these I was actually interested in getting some of these coins. But um, it seems as though that uh, you were afraid of getting raided. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. I mean, it's not illegal to possess. See, that, <laughs> oh, that's, certainly not. No, it's, that's it's, the thing. Legal, See, it's, it's completely legal to possess. It's just oh, like, yeah, it, it's it, not legal to, to you create know, them. Right. To create, well, it's, it's not even – again, it's not the creationism. It's really just the promotion of – Of calling it currency. Calling right. it currency. Yeah. I it's, mean I'll give you another – I'll give you an example. And uh, you know, the, there's all these herbal supplements on the market and uh, 
these are technically supposed to be regulated by the FDA. Right. Uh, anything that's supposed to act as a medicine is supposed to be regulated by the FDA. And Drugs have, and alcohol. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know the reason you see all you, you'll you can go buy herbal supplements and you see they all have these statements you know that our health claims have not been uh, covered by the FDA and. Uh, or not been evaluated by the FDA, and uh, we we don't make any claims as to the overall health benefits of this product or something to that effect. You'll see them on a lot of herbal. They're supplements. all yeah, they are there. And uh, you know it, what Liberty Dollar did was tantamount to to these herbal supplements taking that statement off the list. I mean the government would crack down on them too for 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 not for not complying with the technicality of the law. Sure. Yeah, and again, we can talk about the reason. We can talk about whether or not we like uh, the fact that it happens, why it happens, should it happen. Um, but I'm just glad that, you know, I don't like the outcome of this. I, I, I kind of wish that it was legal well, no, for these I mean, people to produce the uh, money. But again, by this. Absolutely, no. I think it's, I think it's great to have an open conversation about it and, uh, and, you know, and, and to talk back and forth. And I just think it's, it's a great learning experience to just talk about it in an, in an open fashioned way. I'm glad that Charlie's here talking about it from the, from the law perspective. Hey, we need more of this in the media. We do. Absolutely. And and not only that, but we need you bastards to call in. (laughs) And and I'm actually surprised that the phones have not uh, been been lighting up at all. Let us know what you're thinking about with this. The number is 914-613-3166. That's 914-613-3166. Give us a call. We're dying to hear from you. Do do not be afraid either. We're friendly people and we won't bite too hard. Yeah, and again, folks, I haven't heard much about this uh, in this type of detail on any show. So call in. Let us know if we're wrong, why we're wrong. I'm curious to find out. But... um, you know, again, this is a pretty important issue, and uh, again, Ben, these these coins were pretty pretty much solid gold, silver, or copper, and uh, it's hard to get them now. So we will, we're up against a break. We'll be right back. The Animal Farm Radio Show on Revere Radio Network. We will be back. from Texas serving in my 10th term. I am the champion of the Constitution. You get the sense that the country is desperate for someone to show us the way, not the old way, not the same way, but a new way. Ron Paul, who raised more than $5 million in the third quarter, trailing not far behind fellow Republicans like John McCain and Fred Thompson. Ron Paul, who has a huge internet following. He's a congressman, a physician who's delivered more than 4,000 babies. Ron Paul has been married to the same woman for 50 years, which means he doesn't come to the race with a lot of the assorted baggage that some of the other candidates for the White House do. 
So here's the question. Should more people be listening to what Ron Paul has to say? We have allowed our nation to be overtaxed and overregulated and overrun by bureaucrats. The founders would be ashamed of us for what we're putting up with. Matter of fact, if you look at every single problem we're facing today, it's because of the lack of respect for the rule of law and the Constitution. The right guy is the guy who's anti-government, anti-war, pro-personal liberty, pro-economic freedom. Vote for him, whatever party he is. And if you have to change parties to vote, that's like five clicks on the Internet. It's not complicated. If you really want to have a choice between a real revolutionary candidate and someone out of a machine, well, this is what this can happen. Ron Paul brings together people of all races, all socioeconomic backgrounds, all political affiliations, because freedom is truth, and truth is power, and we can live and be free in this country if we believe we can. John writes from West Virginia, yes, more people should listen. A rarity. A man of principle, integrity, and high values running for president. Exactly what America needs in this day and age. If you were president, would you work to phase out the IRS? Immediately. That's <laughs> what they call a softball. And, and you can only do that if you change our ideas about what the role of government ought to be. If you think the government has to take care of us from cradle to grave, and if you think our government should police the world and spend hundreds of billions of dollars on a foreign policy that we cannot manage, uh, you can't get rid of the IRS. But if you want to lower taxes, and if you don't want the government to quit printing the money to come up with shortfall and cause all the Inflation, you have to change policy. Congressman Ron Paul, you appear to have consistent, uh, principled integrity. Uh, Americans don't usually go for that. <laughs> Fifteen hundred people packed into the War Memorial Auditorium to see Paul speak. The Republican is making ways for his anti-war limited government positions. This is just a small example of, of the types of things that are happening really across the country. Why are you resonating with, uh, with people out there? Is it because of your opposition to the war in Iraq? I think that's part of it. Yeah, I think the uh, message uh, obviously is popular enough. They say, yes, we like the ideas of freedom, the Constitution, limited government, less taxes. But I think the other part is people are worried, more so than I think the politicians on the Hill understand. Charlie Ratner in the house with us as our as our guest, and we're talking about the uh, the Liberty Dollar and um, and what happened with it, how it got raided, um, and and all the details surrounding it. Um, give us a give us a call here. We want to hear from you. Our number is one nine one four six one three three one six six. And if you don't want to give us a call, drop us an IM. I got the AIM open, and the the screen name is Animal Farm Show, all one word. Um, and also, if you want to Skype us with a uh, with a your, your Skype name, our our name is Animal Farm Show, one word. 
Yeah, folks, let us know. We want to hear from you, and uh, this is a great opportunity to talk about some of these issues that, uh, until the infamous Glenn Beck talked about it, I was re- I was kind of disappointed that the mainstream media, uh, TV-wise, video-wise, really wasn't covering this issue at all. I mean, I know it's tough to break through the Britney Spears news and the O.J. Simpson and now with the Barry Bonds thing. I know it's th- that's obviously so important, um, but I was a little still disappointed that um, – you know, we couldn't hear a little bit more about the Liberty Dollar. And now that this Natalie Holloway case now is reopening, forget it. I mean, all three networks were simultaneously uh, oh, talking Christ. about that. Uh, it just it never ends, folks. But nevertheless, that's why we're here. That's why we put the show on. And, and we're once again very grateful that Charlie Ratner could join us. Well, uh, we if have, you can pull we have yourself away right from American Idol for a moment to get back to me on this, I would really appreciate it. <laughs> well said. <laughs> we have this. Uh, we have um, uh, Mr. Nothouse on, uh, on the third show. Uh, which is the Glenn Beck again, show. Is the for, Glenn Beck show for all you <laughs> that don't know. Uh, he is on the third show, and we're going to be playing this right here, right now. And gold is the only answer. I don't know who those crazy people are. Why? Some people will tell you that the U.S. dollar isn't worth the paper it's printed on. I mean, have you seen the Jay Z uh, video where he is flashing euros in his latest rap video? You got to ask yourself, if Jay Z's doing that, how bad is this going to get? Well, have no fear. The Liberty Dollar is here. In denominations of one, five, and ten dollars, the Liberty Dollar already has twenty million dollars in paper currency printed and is ready to replace the dollar or not. Uh, Bernard von Nothaus is a monetary architect and driving force behind the Liberty Dollar, and apparently in big trouble with the uh, Feds because they say. You are trying to collapse the U.S. dollar, which is pretty much the charge that you have made against the feds, is it not? (laughs) It's something like that, Glenn. Yeah. Now, how do you, why do you believe that the uh, federal government is trying to collapse the dollar? Well, I don't really think they're trying to collapse the dollar, but I think that we have a very strong history since 1913 of the collapse of the dollar, because if you look at the charts that the government puts out, since 1913 to 2001, the U.S. dollar has lost 96% of its purchasing power. Yeah. Now, uh, mm, as, 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 I, as I understand this, you have been making the Liberty Dollar, and it's a it's a barter system, if if I understand it right, um, where you can buy it, and if you can convince people to take the gold or the silver at the face value, they'll barter for it. What is the problem of the federal government with you doing this? That's what we got. That's what we're asking the federal government. I mean, the U.S. Mint posted this warning uh, a year and a half ago saying that what we were doing was illegal. And we said, no, it isn't illegal, you know. And then they didn't take any action after that, Glenn. And so what's a poor boy to do? But I sued the government because I want them to, to tell me what am I doing illegal. Okay. Um, let me play devil's advocate with you because, um, you know, there are a lot of people in the the crazy tree here on the government's going to collapse and, (laughs) you know, whatever. And I, from time to time, you know, get into the shade of that crazy tree myself. Um, but, uh, the, the government is, is saying that you are trying to compete with our own currency, that you are trying to fool people into thinking that this is U.S. currency. And quite honestly, if I looked at that, can we show that again? If I looked at that with the Statue of Liberty and it says Liberty and USA on the bottom and then trust in God, not in God we trust, it does look like a, a, a U.S. minted coin. I'll, I beg to differ with you, Glenn. Uh, similitude is what you're alluding to there, and it is not in violation of any of the similitude statutes whatsoever at all. I, I, I believe we there's do, a. And, I believe and, there's a. I believe there is a. Uh, a, a
Uh, Glenn, as Glenn stutters away in his uh, stupidity, uh, for those of you, yeah, for those of you, <laughs> oh my goodness, yeah, for those of you who just joined us, um, Charlie Ratner and and us, we were talking about why this is an illegal action for this uh, organization to take, and I think we summed it up, Charlie. If, if, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but on their own website and even in uh, the other interview with Mr. Not House, um, you know, they're passing this off as actual currency that can be used. Uh, and then they're trying to fortify it with, you know, well, it's backed by gold and silver. And just to correct Glenn Beck, just for the hell of it, uh, it's more than just 20, 10, 5, and 1 denominations. There also is a $1,000 denomination, both in the quote-unquote coin and paper. But just, for those of you who just joined us, we've deemed, at least Charlie Ratner has given us the information, that we've deemed that it is uh, legal for this raid to have taken place because it is illegal to pass off this as currency. But you want to just go on there. I just wanted to just remind folks... No. A jail sentence if you are trying to uh, print your own currency. No, sir. We've been printing our own currency for 10 years, and I don't believe there's a jail sentence here at all because we're not trying to fool people into thinking this is U.S. currency at all. We have built our whole marketing okay. campaign on the simple fact that it is not government currency. Okay, real quick. But wait a second. Yeah, see, th th this is where... Things and I want you to respond, Charlie. But this is where things get really confusing for for me and for anybody else, I guess, who'd want to investigate this. He says it's currency in the other argument, in the other uh, interview, rather. He says it's not currency in this one. What are your thoughts, Charlie? Tell us. Run that by me again. I don't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I'm I'm struggling with the legal strategy myself here. But uh, it seems to me that what they're trying to do is say we're not passing this off as U.S. dollars. What we're doing is creating a voluntary system, and if people want to take part in it, they can. If they don't, they don't. Um, it's a really fine hair to pick, uh, to, to, to try, you know, a very fine argument to try to pick apart um, as to whether something's voluntary or whether, uh, you know, it's mandatory. I don't think that's really what the law addresses. It's what, what's the purpose of this coinage, and, and what are you advertising it as being useful for? I, you know, in, in my in my personal opinion, the reason why I would buy a Liberty dollar is in case the the dollar crashed. You know, that's my personal that's my personal reason for ever buying a Liberty dollar is in case the the dollar crashed and at least having some type of worth and some type of value. Um, and uh, you know, I guess I guess you know, there's a lot of different ways about it. But we do have a caller right now. We are going to take this caller. Caller, you're on the air. Oh, hey, uh, this is Evan from San Francisco. Hi, Evan. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Hello? I thought I'd throw in my two cents about this whole thing. Um, Please do. Your two I'm, coins. I just started getting into, uh, like, constitutional law, common law, all this kind of stuff. And <clears throat> my take on it is is there really is no crime here. Um, if you study our history and the history of common law in America, uh, competing currencies were all over the place during early America. Uh, and the government had no jurisdiction whatsoever to uh, to mandate any one particular currency over the other, and they still don't. And that's why we have the fiat currency, which isn't really legal tender um, in the legal sense. But the only grounds for the raid that I can see here are uh, would be since these guys were dealing in Federal Reserve notes. Um, they do subject themselves to the jurisdiction of the Fed. So uh, I think the charges might be something along the lines of, or the suspicions might be something along the lines of money laundering, or uh, I just can't think of anything else. But but I think you guys are confusing um, <clears throat> common law and statutory law 
like what, what you're saying is essentially right. On the one hand, it's a violation of the federal code, but you have to keep in mind the federal code um, only applies to those who give their consent to be governed by the federal code. And I think that's an uh, important fact that's often overlooked um, when talking about these legal issues today. That's so. great. That's that's a great point, Evan. And just to before I can let Charlie respond, I do Thank want you. to point out that point, which, uh, like you said, uh, the initial report that I read, Evan, is absolutely what you're saying. The initial report that I read, um, I'm not sure what the source was, but yes, the FBI claimed one of the spokesmen in the FBI claimed that the reason for this raid was uh, something having to do with the the term money laundering, and that's 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 absolutely what the article said. But Charlie, you want to respond? Yeah, it's well, the goof of all time. Evan's obviously very knowledgeable on the subject. I want to thank him for uh, calling. It brings up a large number of uh, really good points. I uh, try to get to all of them, Evan, but if I missed uh, one or two of the points that you said, I'm sorry. There's just a lot to keep track of there. Uh, With respect to there being a common law right and what happened in the early colonies and so forth, all that's very true. Unfortunately, in our legal system, uh, statutory law uh, sort of trumps common law practices. That is, if there isn't a statute that addresses something, then common law would come into play, and that would be controlling law. But where there is a written statute, uh, the common law considerations are put aside legally. So, uh, you know, in essence, the passing of this statute that the government's relying on to raid Liberty Dollar uh, would have uh, done away with what what previously existed under the common law. Now, in terms of uh, being subject to... Federal, the federal code at will, I, I, I have to go ahead and sort of disagree with you there. I mean, you're a U.S. citizen, you, you're in this territory as long as you reside in the United States territory, your U.S. jurisdiction, you're subject to U.S. That's laws. That's the thing, man, though. Like, U.S. citizen isn't the same thing as what it used to be. Like, it's really tricky, and it goes back to the, uh, after the Civil War, the 14th Amendment, but it's actually a whole, this is what I've discovered recently, it's a whole, uh, new class of citizenship they've kind of underhandedly created that you voluntarily uh, you voluntarily um, you accept that class of citizenship through things like the social security number which you know you're not legally obligated to have and you know birth certificates, driver's licenses all these sorts of um, guardian word uh, contracts you enter in with the federal government uh, that place you at their at their uh, their hands uh, have you heard anything about that? It, it, I, I think it, it's, it's a stretch. I, I, granted, you don't. There's no. There's no requirement uh, that you absolutely have to submit yourself for a social security number, and I'm sure you can avoid the whole system, and no one's going to come after you for it. Um, but uh, as far as citizenship being uh, voluntary, or not, I think. I think kind of where the argument falls apart is that, you know, it, it isn't even a question of whether you consider yourself uh, a, a U.S. citizen voluntarily or not, um, whether you res- any person, be they of European citizenship, uh, wherever they do come from, if they're in U.S. jurisdiction, they're subject to U.S. law. That's that's sort of the bottom line. Uniquely American. Well, I have a, I have a question for both of you, because both of you guys, Evan and, and uh, Charlie, you both seem really, you know, knowledgeable on this. Is, yeah. Does the term U.S. citizen come into form when your parents sort of sign your birth certificate in the hospital? And sort of your, is, is that the, the It's a entry? legal fiction. It's a legal fiction? Well, legally, yep. as soon as you're born on U.S. soil, regardless of, of whether your parents are U.S. citizens or not, you are you you are considered a U.S. citizen. And what and what what's the, the in statute the, sense of the law? That you're naturalized. The, you, you have, it's a dual class of citizenship. There's a state citizen or a state natural, and then a U.S. citizen. 
and like early, if you go through the uh, case law in like the early 1800 or uh, late 1800s, like the courts were really confused about this. So like, you know, do we have jurisdiction over this this class of citizenship or this one? Or you know, that there's a lot of question. I mean, not so much now because the two are kind of synonymous. People have forgotten about it. Yeah, as you mentioned, but the Fourteenth Amendment kind of put those two in parity. And you call that a democracy? Yeah, well, I, I mean, I just if I could jump, just jump in here for a second. I mean, it, again, once again, what I'm taking from all this is that you know, it's there's still to me is no black and white answer to this question. I'm I'm very frustrated about that, and <laughs> I'm sorry, but uh, Evan, that's a great call. And and do you want to finish up? Is there any other points you want to make? Well, I don't know. It's just that like I just don't understand this whole concept of state. Uh, I mean, who are you to tell me? What I can and can't use as legal tender, what I what I want to barter with. I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, 300 years ago, there, there'd be no question as to uh, this debate. I mean, it was one side. People, you know, in, at least in America, felt that nobody had the uh, the authority to, you know, tell somebody else how they want to run uh, their life, whether it be their business or you know their religion or anything like that in the private sector. So. Right. I, I, I don't know, man. I, I, you know, me jumping in right here, I, I, I have to say that me as a libertarian at heart and me as a, a freedom lover at heart, I, I got to agree with what you're saying. Who yeah. the hell are you to tell me anything? Regardless, oh, you know. Oh, you're right. I, I don't know. And when that's, you're right, that's you're my right. opinion. And you, it, you know, you're yeah. Right. Who are you to tell me what, what's legal currency, what I can trade, and what I can't yeah. trade? Right, and and uh, I I would agree too there, Evan. But I think the other thing, and it's a small point at, at best, but the other thing about the word barter is. You can barter with anything you want. I mean, if I have gold and you have something that I need, you know, we can barter. But I think the obviously the the issue here, and you're obviously more knowledgeable about it than I am, but the issue here is, can you pass this particular uh, form of bartering, in this case, the Liberty Dollar? Can you pass it off as legal currency? And it's again, the issue really resides with um, our government versus this company that's making these coins and, right, well, and these well, dollars. What we're really talking about here is just them trying to monopolize the uh, market because the currency, that is a market. I mean, the, back in the day when the currencies competed, you know, if you started um, if you started debasing your currency, you your currency would go out the market, you know, you would fail as a business. So that's all I see it as. I just see it as, you know, some. The government really not uh, as some sort of a legitimate institution, but rather something like a protection racket and monopolizing an otherwise free market. So thanks for taking my call. Evan, thanks for the call, and, and you made some great points, and I'm really glad you did because, again, you. Uh, it's it, it, this, these are the types of calls that we need, folks. We need people to call in with, with knowledge of this type of thing to, you know, not to, not to challenge our legal correspondent per se, but, you know, we want to learn about this just as just much as any of you. to get a discussion about it. I mean, it's so It, it's it so needs important. to be discussed, and, and, I, and I wish, you know, it's my personal wish uh, that we would stop talking about uh, Natalie Holloway and O.J. Simpson. I wish, I wish we'd have debates like this on the Fox News Network because I think these are types of issues that right or wrong, left or right, red or blue, whatever, uh, it's important for us to start thinking about our government, start thinking about, like Ron Paul says, the role of government and what it ought to be. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think that's where a lot of people get mixed up. And when you talk about issues, and it's like, well, uh, well, it's either this or that. No, I mean there is so much gray area, even in the law, as we've as we've learned. So, uh, Charlie, want to finish up with any points there? Anything else? uh, Uh, We're not playing games here, folks. We're in the info war. Well, you know, I just wanted to follow up on Evan's point about monopolization. And, you know, as the late Aaron Russo did point out to us all, he who controls the currency controls the power. And the government, and particularly the Federal Reserve, uh, wants to maintain that power for themselves quite obviously. And, uh, you know, the world's... Sh- filth! 
The world, they say the world changed on 9-11. Well, the, tr- well, the, 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 the U.S. economy changed in 1913, and uh, the uh, elimination of, cur- of competition in currency was uh, one of the things they, uh, one of the powers they grabbed for themselves. Yeah, yeah. And, and I have to say, just as somebody looking at it from a uh, maybe a simpleton point of view, you know, it, it, looking at it as a as a freedom issue, is it is it is it free when one person controls your entire money supply and literally controls the the supply thereof and and literally gets control of how much money is in the market and, and you know is that is that really uh is that really a free market is that really freedom in general? Well, it's, I don't think it is, Ben. I think on top of all that, it's, it's it has a lot more to do with the fact that our money doesn't have the backing that it ought to, and I and obviously that goes back to to the 1913 pass of the Federal Reserve Act. But and we can go on that for hours, and we we uh, went on it quite a bit last time, but. Uh, you know, God, I love freedom. We could spend all day talking about what we don't like about the government, but I think uh, initially what we wanted to try to do um, Those is, evil just, doers. is just try to find out what is you know what is the law in this particular case. And once again, Evan, thanks for the call. Um, but uh, just to finish up there, Rats, uh, Mr. Ratner, Charlie Ratner, do you have any other points you wanted to uh, to make? Okay. Well, um, you know, there's a lot, and I think we spent a lot of time on this issue, but I, th- I think we also wanted to maybe delve back into the police state uh, stuff that's going on, and I do want to uh, really talk about this Utah incident um, with the with the gentleman with the wife in the car and and whatnot. And I think Charlie would al- would also have a lot of good things to say about that. But once again, folks, nine one four six one three. 3166 914 6136 and also also drop us an IM too. We definitely like we love the IMs here. It's yeah. Animal Farm Show one word uh that's on AIM. Um and Skype's and the can, same thing. Yep, Skype's the same thing. So so drop Thank us an you. IM. We'd love to hear from you. And right. it's free. Yeah, it's you know, it's it's all it's really this is for you folks and uh you know, we're just doing our best to give you our opinions on stuff, but more than that, to tell you what's going on. But uh many of you have seen the YouTube video or many videos that have been posted now of the speeding ticket taser incident. In fact if you want to uh <laughs> if you haven't seen it so far, we'll get into it, but first go to YouTube and just type in speeding ticket taser and that's probably the best video that you're gonna get. It's gotten over six hundred and forty thousand views. Uh, in the last, I don't know, four days. It, this really broke, I think, on Wednesday, late Wednesday night. But out of Fox News, uh, which is many coverage, uh, got a lot of coverage, but the Fox News, you know, I always go there. So an internal police investigation is underway after a formal complaint was filed against the Utah State Trooper who was videotaped tasering a man who refused to sign a speeding ticket. The officer's conduct has been called into question after a videotape of the incident was posted on YouTube. Uh, and I believe, just so that we all know, I think the uh, the way that this video did leak, so to speak, I think the gentleman who was tased went for Freedom of Information Act and got the video. I think that's why it, it got out. But nevertheless... Um, the video, taken from a Utah Highway Patrol dashboard camera, shows Trooper John Gardner using a taser on Jared Massey during a traffic stop on State Road 40 in Utah County on September 14th. He's this, evil! This happened a, a little while ago, and I think just now is when um, action is starting to get uh, underway about this. But I, I want to play the clip, and I don't know if it's the right move. The, the audio is audible, but there's also a lot of noise from the, from the traffic, so uh, maybe it's best just to explain... Uh, and also play some clips. But ultimately what happens is this gentleman gets pulled over. Um, I think he had just entered a 40-mile-an-hour zone, speed zone. So he gets pulled over for speeding, and, uh, the, you know, the cop pulls him over, blah, 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 and he, get, he finally gets the ticket out and issues the ticket. And apparently this man was asked to sign the ticket by the police officer, and he refused to sign the ticket. Um, so let's play a little bit of this, and hopefully it'll go well, and we can get some kind of uh, usable audio out of it. 
police officers going towards the car. How you doing? One kind of fast. That's your license registration. I just got a quick question. How fast? So the cops asking for license and registration, and the guy's starting to ask about what he was doing, what speed. Right now? No, I'm serious. I'm just wondering. Again, he asks the cop kind of size. Sorry about the audio here, folks. It's so hard to hear what the cop's saying because they're, you know, it's a highway. There's cars. So we'll try to get to some audible part of this. But ultimately what happens is the cop eventually asks the gentleman to step out of the vehicle. Now, keep in mind he's with his pregnant wife, and I believe there's also a kid in the car. I just don't know that for a fact. But the man steps out, and the man was under the impression that he was going to talk about when the speeding zone happened and, you know, what he was doing and why the incident occurred. But sure enough, once he gets out, the cop immediately takes out his taser gun, and the man thought it was an actual real gun. So we'll try to take it up from this point here. Step out of the car. Turn around. Put your hands behind your back. Okay, so the man is pointing to the sign. Before he could even put his arm down from pointing to the 40-mile-an-hour speed sign with the flags on it, turn around, get your hands behind your head. Put your hands behind your back now. Turn around. Turn around. Now, just just for you, so you know, the man says, what's wrong with you? What the hell is wrong with you? He starts walking back to the car, uh, fearing for his life. Obviously not the right move in this case, and I will say that. But sure enough, he walks, turns his back to the cop. What the heck's wrong with you? And he no! tases him. No! Get on the ground. No! Get on the ground. No! Uh, now all hell uh, breaks dude, loose. Stop freaking playing that, man. Well, I hate that. Yeah, well, I mean, look, it's, this is terrible. This is not a joke, okay? The wife gets out of the car. She's screaming frantic because I think she thought that it was a gun, that this guy just shot his uh, her husband. There's nothing like getting in, getting tased in front of your wife and, now, you know, and, and, and your kid. Let's just, let's just try to, you know, rewind for a second. You get pulled over for a speeding ticket, even if you're an ass to the cop. All you're trying to do is find out how fast you're going. The cop never told this man how fast. Wanted him to sign the ticket. He gets out of the car and he gets tased in the back. So the wife is screaming. The cop's screaming at her to get back in the truck. Now this video goes on for nine and a half minutes. I'm not going to play the whole thing. We don't have that kind of time. I want you folks to go and once again just go into YouTube. There's plenty of versions. Try to find the version that is of best quality. There's a lot of bad quality versions. Uh, Just type in speeding ticket taser. And ultimately what happens is this guy's on the ground getting tased. He, the cop then cuffs this man um, and then uh, eventually takes him to prison. He literally says, you're going to jail. And the whole time, what, what really amazed me was after this poor guy got, gets tased, he's still asking the cop to read him his rights. He's still asking the cop uh, what speed he was doing. This blew me away. Uh, oh, even if they want to kill us, you know. Granted, it wasn't a death. Thank God, you know, it wasn't a death. But just the fact that this cop maybe he had a bad day. I don't care what the cause or or the reason is. This is unacceptable. They're and trigger happy, man. And it's, it's it's I I can't believe what's happened. I mean, you saw that video of where the 13 year old girl got you know bashed by a cop and he broke her arm literally. Yeah, there's I mean, a lot what? of it. I just. I, it's the, just all over the place, and all the, they're it's just not just a, New York. It's not just Texas. This is happening it's all like, over the country where, now. Where are they getting taught that they're the most powerful people in the world? Where are they getting taught that they're God and that they don't serve the community? Like, where is this coming from? We talked about this, Ben, and I think we we had discussed uh, the uniforms. Everybody's taser hat. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, the, the police officers now, if they're not in the full fledged military gear, and I'm not talking military. I'm talking police officers in the ski masks and the the German style helmets. If they're not dressed like that. 
you know, the, the, the change in the uniform alone uh, from the regular beat cop or street cop has changed. It used to be the blue short sleeve uniform with the cute little hat and the pants. Now it's everything is dark. This officer is wearing dark brown and dark pants. I think it's all mental. That's my opinion. Charlie, I want to get your opinion on this. You saw the video. Um, I'm, gl- I'm very grateful that YouTube exists, and I'm grateful that this man is doing what he's doing because this is now being seen all over. This was on CNN today. It got covered. He was interviewed. Uh, Mr. Massey was interviewed, that is. Uh, nothing from the cop as I've seen so far, but uh, what are your thoughts on this? What do you think? Yeah, Charlie, should this man hire you and should you become rich? <laughs> uh, not, not quite my area of law for practicing, but uh, I'd be happy to point him in the right direction. He certainly needs some representation here. His Flattery will get you nowhere. <laughs> This guy's rights have been violated in the worst way. I mean, he came. He's in a car with his family. He's not. He's not threatening the officer. He wasn't even posing a threat. It's not like the officer had some suspicion that he had a weapon or that he was violent. This this man was actually retreating from his position uh, in in facing the officer, and for the officer to turn around and tase him in the back. Tantamount to the shooting most them gutless the thing you can yeah. do with a weapon, folks, and yeah, we all know you're that. You're a weak human being. You're, you're not weak, even a true You're not man. even a man. I struggle. Oh, as, that man is sick. <laughs> I struggle as a lawyer and as a human being, which can be separate functions at times. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> struggle, struggle to find where the officer is just justified in uh, this excessive use. Well, of here's force. the thing, man. I think everybody's tase happy. I have a clip right here from Fox News, <laughs> and they're talking about that that anybody that uh, that you know sort of dissents and everybody. Why don't you roll that clip in? Because that's a, actually a very important clip, and this is this deals with the mentality. I'm sorry to interrupt you. This is the and this is Fox. Now, granted, it's Fox News, it's the Gulag, you know, uh, network, but this is the kind of mentality. Whether it's, oh my god, you mean 24 isn't real? I love that show. And it goes into this stuff, well, this person was being a disturbance. Why wasn't he tased? Tase him! Yeah, what's wrong with you people? Why didn't you tase this man? We know that all of you listening don't agree with it, but this is what the average football-wearing jock, uh, football-watching jock dude, the average American, if you will, and I'm getting a little out of my my head here, uh, but this is what the average American, if they even watch news, this is what they're hearing. If you can play that clip, Ben, I mean, this is just unbelievable. Now the whole answer to everything is... Saturday night, <laughs> Hillary Clinton was heckled no, no, no. by a code pink anti-war demonstrator. You know, what's up with... They favored the Democrats. You sound a little like Seinfeld when you said that. What's with these people? Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, it wouldn't be because I watched any of the shows recently, unfortunately, because he's not on the air anymore. But anyway, um, this uh, anti-protester shouts out to Hillary. I don't understand why they go up against the Democrats. Didn't this happen to President Clinton recently as well? Yeah, it did. It happened to a lot of them. And she was one of the three candidates who responded uh, to the invitation to go out to Los Angeles and give their policy on global warming. Here's the heckle as it happened get done through the Senate. Were you invited to speak here this afternoon? Anyway, as I was saying, we need to elect more Democrats. Um, Shut because up. Of course. Our, Shut up. our obstacle to getting... Uh, en- I got to pause this because I'm watching this right now. Go out and, and, and Google this uh, video called, you know, tas- for tasering Code Pink. I've just noticed Fox something News, here. Yeah. The way that they're pulling people out 
that are that are making disruptions now is like more and more violent every single week it's like cops are going up to them like oh, violently yeah, grabbing their grabbing their wrists and just ripping them out of the place and just and just like totally just being completely violating know, careless the rights with them. of, of, yeah, of like, Americans. Oops, I, I elbowed you in the head by accident. You know, it's this a woman. Type of thing. It's a woman, too. Yeah, I mean, and it's, it's just, just getting more and more violent. And I, I, that was just something I wanted to point out. Anything through the Congress is the filibuster rule in the Senate. That means we've got to get... She should just have stopped talking because nobody's listening at this point. They're all watching as uh, that particular, that man surrounded... They should tase this guy. ...taken outside, handcuffed. Why would they tase him? He's not resisting arrest. Yes, he is. Then he was put in a car. It is not, however... Don't no, tase me, bro. I, I, think, I think even the, one of the hosts... There's two uh, male hosts here talking. One of them is all, you know, this gulag tase everybody thing. And the, I think the other host is almost almost freaking out in a way like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Well, I mean, there's no reason to tase this person. They weren't... Yeah, it's freedom of speech. I mean, it is a disruption, and it's not going to get you anywhere if you do this, but it still is freedom of speech. And this guy's going on like, wait, you know, why don't we just tase this person? You know, where's the action? It's where this is sort of. But this is the mentality we're talking about. This is this pro-tortured mentality that we have. This is an American newscast. This is unbelievable. So you want to finish up? This is sick clear if arrested. What, what I find interesting about the Code Pink people is, for instance, <laughs> at, I find interesting at, about them. well, yeah, at these, uh, you know, the Senate and House committee hearings when they have uh, somebody's going to talk in front of a, a group of people, and the people who are wearing the shirts that say Code Pink on them, you can pretty much count on them at some point standing up and heckling. I mean, look and at Connie Rice a couple of Bill weeks Bill Clinton, ago. too, yeah. and, and, and John Kerry. They're going after everybody. And here's the thing. I mean, where do they get off doing this? And why do they think they're going to continue to be politely escorted out? At one point, with security so high and tensions on edge, don't you think they're going to get, at the very least, tased or beaten to a pulp by some... You Folks, stupid, this, ignorant, uh, son of a remind, bitch, dumb bastard! I want to remind people... Jesus is, Christ, I met some dumb bastards in my time, but you outdo them all... Folks, this is a real. This is was a, was a real newscast. This is Fox and Friends. This, and this is what this turd's name is. Brian Kilmeade, by the way. I mean, this is unbelievable. This what we're going to be playing another this? clip of his coming up. Play, yeah, but but, but, play, but it's just it's just. I'm, I'm sorry. Folks, right or wrong, if you don't like uh, speaking out during presidential debates or or uh, you know speeches, fine. And I'm not even a big fan of doing it because I don't think it's going to get you anywhere. But let's just be honest. This is unbelievable uh, that this host is just you know blindly, ignorantly saying, yeah, why don't we just tase this why person? Why don't we just beat him to a pulp? And how much longer do you think people are going to get get away with this freedom of speech, this anti-American freedom of speech that's going on before they use you know physical force and beat people to a pulp? He said. Well, because they're they're literally un intelligent enough to to use actual language and and calling they just call for beating people up uh charlie you had something to say these people aren't patriots (laughs) well that wasn't quite what i was had in mind but uh, (laughs) along those lines you know it's it's just the police force has been given this new weapon and the the, they've been told that it's categorized as non-lethal force and to them as long as it's non-lethal they're not going to get in trouble. They're, they're, they have a new weapon, and they're not mature enough to deal with it. It's like a midget wielding a huge sword. And it's swinging all over the place and falling all over other people and cutting them up. And They really need to be taught that it's something that, other than non-lethal force, because as soon as they shoot someone with... I mean, there's been documented deaths from tasers. and Oh, Absolutely. And, uh, it's, you not, know, it's not a non-lethal weapon. Read, it's a lethal weapon. I, I read a response from International Taser Inc. the other day that had said that uh, you know tasers weren't the cause of the deaths. People with heart problems were the cause of the death. If you have a heart problem, oh, and you get tased and you die. It's because you had a heart problem, not yeah, because it's your fault. How could you expect not to get tased? I want you to condition yourself. And let me ask you a question. You know, you know, we all know the heart disease. 
is a major cause of death in America. You know, it's a huge epidemic. Let me ask you this question. If that gentleman from Utah, uh, Mr. Massey, if he had a heart condition, and God forbid if he died from that tase, this would be a much larger issue. And I am so glad that it didn't happen, <laughs> the heartbeat in the background. But let's just – No, let's not hope that it takes folks, something like folks, that. honestly – it's going to happen again. It happens every week. At least one major tasing incident when some police officer cannot get his rocks off fast enough, excuse the expression, where someone gets tased. And, and this is the most blatantly lawless example of what we're talking about. And, yeah, unfortunately, maybe it's going to take a death from this or maybe it's going to take someone to really lose their cool to you know, to expose this type of thing. But um, the police officers are not serving the public, and that's what they're meant to do. And it's it like looks, we're all retarded now. It really looks as though the, the you know slowly but surely, depending on how you categorize Slowly, it seems as though the, the the police and the military are becoming merged because the enemy uh, of the state is now the people. Your right. thoughts, Charlie? Absolutely. I already used the quote from Adama, but it's true. I mean, we're on a slippery slope here. I mean, the the unless the police are told that tasers are something more than non-lethal force and, and given regulations about it being more of a weapon of last resort than a weapon of first resort. Uh, you know what? What's going to come next? It's okay for the police to use rubber bullets and plastic bullets against us because we might not die, yeah. but a few of us will. I mean, where are we going to start drawing the line? Where is the American people going to get upset and start worrying about their know. safety you know, from the people that are trying to protect them? We had that incident after the uh, the Boston Red Sox game, I believe. If, yeah. if anybody remembers that, mm-hmm. where the girl where the girl got tased and what happened? Like her eyes like burst or something? She, it was yeah, something grotesque and disgusting. She, she's in the hospital and permanently disfigured from it. And uh, you know. Non, it, it's not. It may be non-lethal most of the time, but it's not non-lethal always, and it can cause some serious damage. And the police have to understand that. You know, the police have to be trained and told to understand that this is a weapon of last resort, and it should not be a, a first line of defense for officers. They, certainly not in the case of speeding. I mean. Well, maybe you know, maybe the cops need to be taught uh, taught decency before they're taught about weaponry. I mean, this is unbelievable, and and I'm all for non so-called non-lethal weapons. I'd rather someone, a police officer, have the ability to use a taser. Uh, I respect police in the utmost regard. I have the utmost regard for police officers, but um, not when they blatantly abuse the rights of Americans. They are there as our servants. I'm sorry, that's what they're meant to do. And, uh, again, the question you asked, Charlie, I think it's a good question, is how much longer is it going to go on? But, you know, is it going to take a death uh, for people to really open their eyes and start, you know, protesting this type of thing? This I mean, has are, are stop. people going to go nuts? And, this and has got to stop. When and a cop pulls out a gun, are people going to start going crazy and start beating the shit out of the cop and killing the cop? And that's I mean, the other that's thing. what's going to start going to happen. People are going to start getting so scared of these police officers and yeah. the taser that they're going to start get, killing cops if, if, that's if the last you know, their buddy need. is getting tased or something and they think that he, he, their buddy's going to get killed – you know, they may start killing cops. This isn't a good situation. It's the last thing yeah. we need, and that is not obviously not the answer, but I dread the day, and I'm sure you can understand, Charlie and Ben, we've talked about this. I dread the day where someone will attack and possibly kill a police officer or maybe use a weapon because then – Forget about it. The police state will will rise because then they have an excuse. And I'm uh, in, in a weird, sick way. I'm almost thinking that this is what the uh, the powers that be want. I think they want someone to attack an officer, and I, that would be terrible. And that's not the answer. But how much more of this are we going to take? We are citizens of this like, country. It's it's almost a cause and effect type of thing. If you go behind the horse and you start tugging at its tail, you're going to get kicked in the head. You know that's what happens. Yeah. If you if you start tasering people out of out of you know for for the only reasons because you can't control yourself and you have to whip it out every second and tase people, then that's 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 what's going to happen. It's a cause and effect type of thing. I'm not saying that it's right or anything, and I don't condone it in any way, shape, or form. But if you pull if you pull a horse's tail and you're sitting standing behind it, it's going to kick you in the head. Well, that's natural. 
our instinct is to, you know, to fight back when we're being attacked. It's just human instinct. Uh, 914-613-3166. And that's 914-613-3166. Or you can Skype us at Animal Farm Show, one word, or Instant Messenger, AIM, at Animal Farm Show. We want to hear from you folks, and we're going to finish up. We have about another 15 minutes. Yeah, we promise we won't tase you. Yeah, we won't, we won't tase you. And, you know, Don't kill me, bro. And if you think we're making a mountain out of a molehill, then fine. Give us a call. Tell me why. But I, I can I can say to you, anybody who thinks that, uh, I can come back and say, well, there's been tasing incidents all over the, the country and in other countries, for that matter. Uh, the gulag uh, is, is, is alive and well, and it's happening at political debates. It's happening at public speaking. It's happening when someone gets pulled over for apparently breaking the speed limit. And, uh, you know, when is enough enough? We have to start thinking for ourselves and start, you know, standing up against this in the right way, Ben. And obviously that's not about uh, standing up against an officer. And I I have to say this to be fair, um, and I know I'm not blaming the the citizen, Mr. Uh, Massey, here. I I mean, if someone points a gun at you, you (laughs) you might think just to walk away. It's probably natural. But if this happens to you folks, get on your knees and you put your hands up and don't retort. Don't talk about your rights. Don't pick out your pocket constitution. Because that's not what these people – that's all these cops want now. They want you to talk about rights because you know more than they do about your own rights, and that's the, all they need to shoot you or hit you or tase you. They just – they can't stand that stuff. Complete yeah. control yeah. with just the flick of a switch. Should we, should we get back to this? Yeah, I'm sorry. Right Go ahead, Ben. Get back to it. Kill me. This freaking turd. Somebody who goes, these people look threatening. Speech, they don't look they, threatening. Yeah, what I found interesting is that you were in favor of the tase for this, but when I we am. talked about the Florida guy, you were not in favor, and no, he was, was much more unruly than this don't guy. Don't tase me, bro. Yeah, that guy. Don't tase me. You know what? No. I didn't do it. But he told him not to tase him. I remember. Can we hear that again? <laughs> well, that don't so can laughs. we hear that again? Because yeah. I'm a sick mother. It's such a lot. Uh, it's a lot of laughs, man. It's, it's so fun. When, so smart. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun when you think that you're part of the uh, the bully squad when in reality you're not. Just finish Bunch it off. Yeah, he is such bags. a coward. This you know? is sick. This guy has no. He stands behind black uniforms and can't even. <sighs> He's heartless. He's a heartless. Let me hear it again. Mm. Yeah. Who's the real un-American? There's nothing worse than you. Nothing. This dude goes nothing on. Nothing on earth. No, I don't want to hear it. I don't he want rubs it. Don't play it. No, he rubs I'm it to this. He, you know he does. Don't should not be tased. They should be tased. Wait a second. See, I thought he was leaving. Then I saw him kick the door and, and repel himself backwards. He was resisting arrest. Right. But I would be for tasing anyone in the cold. You would. Right. I'm, I'm pro pink tasing. He's, he's for any types of tasing for code pick and he started this particular clip and we just restarted it he said something along the lines of uh this is they're threatening it's obvious that they're threatening a woman in a pink shirt is not a threat when they're just you know being rude being rude is not threat it's just being rude you know you can interrupt someone speaking and you have a right to do that and i you know if they want to remove you fine but i it's violation of the first amendment and charlie you can retort on that but i cannot at all condone the idea that a, a Code Pink member is a threat to anybody. This is not a, a physical uh, problem at all. I see nothing in the Constitution that says uh, if you speak your mind, you should expect to get tased. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Expect guy, to get tased. I mean, I'm sorry. I live with the expectation that I'm not going to get tased for speaking my mind. But you are. And even if you're a rude person, and granted, you could make the argument that this Code Pink lady was rude. You could say that the, the John Kerry speech person, maybe he was a, you know annoying or rude. It's not against the law to be rude. We all know this. We live in America. And, uh, you know, again, when do we draw this line? And at what point do we realize that our science fiction films uh, today are, you know, nothing compared to reality? And, you know, all that we've seen since 1984 and, and beyond um, is going on right now and, and in worse 
cases. Yeah. This, you can't make this stuff up. You just well, you can't. Put, you put people on TV like Brian Kilmeade, who's, who, you know. How the hell does this guy, how does he have a job? Know. I don't know. He's got to be on Fox News. His new name be. is Skidmark. That's his, that's his <laughs> new <laughs> official name. Skidmark. <laughs> I, I think maybe, you know. This, if, is good, this is the same guy that called for terrorist car bombings in Iran. Yeah, do you have that clip? I have the clip right here. Because I, I, this is the same man, and I, I think it's important to illustrate the fact that this man has a job on Fox News Network, who, who you know, again, they proclaim that they're fair and balanced. They're the farthest, bitch. farthest thing from fair and balanced. <laughs> we all know that. I mean, that's no, that, that's no news. But this is a real report, and I want, you know, uh, again, whether you believe our government has funded terrorism in the past or continues to fund terrorist groups based on the definition of terrorist, this is a Fox News reporter basically saying and asking someone, can't we fund a terror group to do bombings on our enemies? And you ready to have that clip? Because this, yes, this is a real clip. Right this here. Is, this, is, this, this is live, okay? From Skidmark himself. Skidmark. <laughs> Brian Kilmeade, Skidmark. <laughs> One thing could we do? Could we start arming the uh, the the anti-government groups inside Iran? Could their cars start blowing up like our Humvees are blowing up? Maybe in Tehran, so maybe they won't be doing it in Baghdad. Yeah, absolutely. He gets cut off, by the way. No, oh, we just lost his satellite. Well, we're, we're some weather conditions here. And oh my God! I mean. He just said, can we start – did he use the word funding? Ben, I'm sorry. I missed yeah. that. Can we start anti-government groups? Anti-government groups in Iran. If an anti-government group is not a bunch of terrorists in today's day and age, I don't know what is. But what, I mean, happened, just, what happened last time we start, we overthrew the government in Iran? We ended up turning, yeah. and, yeah. and we ended up putting in an extreme extremist, yeah, right. and uh, you know he, we ended up overthrowing the person who was pro-American. <laughs> and yeah, we put I know. In an extremist, <laughs> and now we have what we have right now. And this guy is is talking about over overthrowing the government in Iran again. Yeah, and maybe he, you know, he's probably. You might say to yourself, okay, look, it's enough. Enough is enough. He's nobody. He's just an idiot on Fox News. Just he's, a skid mark. But just, no but, you know, keep in mind, folks, that this is this is what <laughs> this kind of mentality gets served up to the people, and this is why when you try to talk to someone. Uh, you know, who's got his jersey on, or who's just typical? This is why when you try to talk to someone, he or she has no idea uh, the premise you're talking about because they've served this crap. And even if they do care about politics, which I don't even like to use that word, uh, they get fed this idea that you know uh, our country is innocent. We can do anything we want as long as it's for America, even if it's funding terror groups. I and mean, this is just ridiculous. So we got an issue in America. You know, we sure do, man. And. You know, I, I don't know. I, I'm in a way, like I always say, I'm glad that this stuff is on the mainstream news because hopefully the, the halfway intelligent people will say to themselves, "Wow, this is really, this is unbelievable. This is someone actually said this." And, there is and, a smell. It smells like a shit. Yeah, and it gives. <laughs> and, and if if there is such a the information war that we're in, if that actually exists, and of course it does, this is not. This is ammo, and I don't want to use those types of, uh, you know. The, you know, metaphors. But yes, this is uh, we can we're use. We're playing games here, yeah. folks. We're in the info war. We could try we to use just, this uh, to our advantage. Drones on them. This is unbelievable. Oh, Arato, uh, Mr. Charlie, could you, you know, could you give us your thoughts? Yeah, go ahead and finish up. Finish up. <laughs> <laughs> Alex I'm Jones serious. joins us. You are serious. You, you're, you're damn right, sir. I'm just sick of all of them. Just you know, Charlie. This is a filth. You, I'm sure you watch mainstream news, and probably not as much as I do, which is you know, which is the right move, but. What do you think about this particular issue? There's two clips that we played. You know, the the tase the code pink people, women, because they're obviously threats or men. And uh, this one where we should just start funding anti-government groups in, in, in Iran to blow up their cars for once and kill them. What do you think about that? Just got to give you. 
Well, there's a lot of foreign policy issues involved. I mean, is it better to send in the military or to fund groups that are already there? To do, I, if they're for, if they're funding groups that are bringing about change by violence, that's supporting terrorism. If they're, yeah. you know, in Iran, unfortunately, there's a lot. You know, Iran is one of the few countries where there's a lot of youth, and a lot of those youth are very pro-West, and they they have these democratic groups. And if we funded them to bring about something peacefully, and that's one thing. If they're talking about funding like a Blackwater to go in and with 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 weapons and and uh, and armored transports, you know, that's that's war by proxy, and it's. Well, that's, that's a completely thing. different issue. That's the thing now, isn't it? Is it is it, we have the youth in this country, and we have everybody that's sort of against uh, a war with Iran. You know, most of our country, and then you have most of uh, most of Iran who's against uh, a war with America. Yeah. So once again, it's this small group of people, this yeah. small group of elite people that are starting wars, hoping to gain profit or hoping yeah. to get whatever whatever you know they're trying to gain. Most of most of them are backed and funded by bankers who are going to stand to gain by funding both sides of the war. Yeah, and it's all this mentality where you know we have to we have to kill these people because they're going to eventually get weapons and they're definitely going to kill us because they obviously have you know tremendous beef with us. This oh, be arg- afraid. There's a, this there's argument, a terrorist I mean, look, after 9-11, it's easy to make that argument because people are scared, you know what, okay? Uh, I think now, thank God, uh, most people in this country at least have woken up to the fact that um, Iraq had nothing to do with 9-11 whatsoever and they did not have weapons, pretty much didn't really have the means to attack us in any way. So it's a war, it's a war under false pretenses, granted. But they're using – I mean the same argument, uh, Charlie, is being used now because you know we have to attack Iran. And I'll tell you, I watch a lot of mainstream news and it is really uh, – they hit it hard. They constantly push this idea – that Iran is going to attack us once they get weapons, which experts, some of them say it's it's they're, they're 10 years out. Some other people say they're two years or five years. Your thoughts? Well, you know, this does seem to be like a, a rehash of what happened in 2002, 2003, Absolutely. leading up to Iraq. You know, the slowly building us up to accept the fact that Iraq is our enemy or now Iran is our enemy. Yeah. And they're doing this and that. You know, too bad they don't have Colin Powell to send back to the UN with some made-up <laughs> computer-generated <laughs> crap files to, to, pre- to present about what Iran oh, might or might not be doing. But uh, you know, they don't have that anymore. But otherwise, this seems to be right out of the playbook. And you know, Fox News as a whole, we report you, de- or we we distort you, dis- you know, you abide. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good <laughs> one. Much. I mean, it's true though. They they, <laughs> they they seem, to, you know, they, whatever the government's policy is, be it. Be it with tasing, be it with uh, our foreign policy in the Middle East, you know, they, they, they're they're incrementally presenting us with more and more worst case scenarios, getting us prepared to accept it. You know, we accepted Iraq. Yeah. No, there was protests, but I mean, it wasn't like Vietnam. Nothing. No. You know, no. there there was protests here and there, and then it still wasn't even covered by the media, and it was never taken seriously. And you know, they just want to spoon feed this. Uh, you know, it's okay for us to attack Iran. And uh, you know, get us prepared for it, so that when it happens, there is no major outcry, no major outpro- no, no major protest. Let people sleep. And yeah. There's also, uh, there's also a, right. a absolutely, uh, Charles. The the thing that they're trying to do is literally just trying to numb us in terms of we're going to attack Iran, yeah. and they say it over and over and over again to the point where it's like we're not even surprised when they t- attack Iran. They're so they're so evil that they're just gonna attack Iran, and we should just deal with it as as people. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I th- absolutely. And I think on top of that, I think the other. Other thing that's been going on too, and I've actually had people come up to me in political discussions or just discussions about war, 
and the current uh, path of our war, I've had people come up to me and say that uh, the leader of Iran had something to do with 9/11, that he was behind the atta- you know, that attack. And oh I, Christ! But see, the more you Get watch them on our show, folks, that's you know, a fact. If, if you that's can, a fact. If you can stomach it, watch Fox News. I think it's important to watch Fox because I think it's important to understand what the uh, the enemies of the republic, as Alex Jones likes to say. I think it's important to know what what they're doing. And, and if you want to talk about playbook, Charlie, uh, that is, I mean, they give their playbook out every day. I mean, if they're not when they don't talk about the fluff, when they don't talk about the, the Natalie Holloway and the O.J. Simpson and and actors and actresses as though that's national news when they don't uh, talk about that and they go back to actual real u.s issues it's just this constant spoon feeding of iran 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 and nukes nukes in nukes, my nukes, line nukes. of work you got to keep repeating things over and over and over again for the truth to sink in absolutely well here's a perfect very that's true. fox news is uh yeah you know, that's their mission that's right there the fox line. news i mean here's a perfect example go to the an- go that's to, a fact go to animalfarmshow.com right now sure the headline store we got up there is, is fox news soft poor Softcore poor, softcore poor network, yeah. and it basically just sort of shows about how you know they unnecessarily put uh, breasts and and you know asses on the reports, on, right? On their hey, reports baby. for no reason whatsoever. You know they were talking Works about murders. Yeah, I know exactly. It, it, they they had a, they were talking about a murder in Daytona, and they started <laughs> playing all this you know all bikinis the bikinis uh, and the bikinis and, and breasts you know, and because I guess really? that's what's associated with Daytona and and teenage girls making out with each other and stuff. Which I'm all for. Yeah, well, I'm not against that. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying. You know, there's, there's, you know, if I want to see that, I'll go to yeah. uh, my favorite website. I won't yeah. go to, I won't watch Fox News for that. Is yeah. that like one and, of those and, nine yeah. seven six numbers? <laughs> and I think, um, I, what are you wearing? I, I think that you know the underlying story and then the, the the point of what we're trying to say here is you know Fox News just their reporting is is ludicrous in almost every single way. It's fluff. It's um, how they interpret things and how they report them is just unbelievably but I gotta say, unbalanced. Man, I have to say, uh, Barack Osama. Uh, I don't want to. That's I, a fact. I don't want to just put this on Fox News as well because CNN's oh, doing no, the exact absolutely same ben. thing. MSNBC's doing the exact same thing. CNN showed a, a picture of a uh, of South Korea or North Korea's, I'm sorry, uh, nuclear plants on their website, and all it was is was a it was a picture of I think hmm, I, I, some other country's nuclear plant, and it nuclear. was just turned upside down. Right, an image, and they tried Nuclear to pose it off as, as a, as a maybe it was Iran, so maybe not. it was North Korea, but just just the inaccuracy in general of what they're what they're portraying, and and it's quite obvious that they're pro war and that they're yeah. very much for uh, you know starting wars, and they, they, that's where they get their money from, that's where their funding comes from, and yeah. you know when business when business is booming and is is when war is happening. Yeah, well, I think it's a good point, Ben. It's important to understand that you know we're not uh, advocating CNN or CNBC or MSNBC. No, you're absolutely right. And I think it, it, to make some kind of um, comparison, you know, if Fox News is hardcore porn, then CNN is softcore porn. Yeah. And then you know uh, CNBC is like Playboy or something like that. It's just you're gonna get the same. You're gonna get the same drink. You're gonna get Coca-Cola or Pepsi or RC Cola. It's the same garbage. Fox just portrays it as. You know, fraudulently as possible. Absolutely. Listen and to the Animal Farm. We got Johnny Johnny Walker Blue Label. That's what we are. <laughs> it's Johnny. They're Coke and Pepsi. I like and, it. Okay. And Rat Poison, and we're Johnny Walker. Hopefully, Blue we got Label some Scotch fans. And uh, you know, we're we're obviously almost out of time, but I will say this, and and I think it really is very close to uh, the time when we at the Animal Farm, with all of our the people that are involved, I think it's time to really start talking about 9/11. And the only reason why I say it, and I I don't want to, you know. Concentrate like that's the only thing that's going on, but every single day, every time you listen to debates or news, it's always pushed down your throat of a 
post 9-11 mentality or a pre-9-11 world or you're living in a pre-9-11 world and 9-11 is used for every single thing practically uh, government-wise to pass any law. Every time we argue about our rights, our constitution, the Bill of Rights, our privacy, wiretapping, NSA, you know, people violating our rights, it's always, well, you know, 9-11 happened. So I think really, Ben, uh, it's impossible to do in two hours. It's impossible to do in ten hours. But we really need to start covering the issues of 9-11 that people are talking about. And I'm talking specifically about the questions. Uh, answers, that's up to you. I think maybe our role would be to, to ask the actual questions that people are asking because it's very important to understand the bigger picture. And if you don't understand 9-11, if you don't understand that day in, in, in a lot of detail, it's very easy to go off the beaten track and uh, <laughs> become a Democrat, dare I say that. Or if I nothing else... perfectly reasonable. If nothing else, it's, it's, it's hard to understand the bigger picture of why this is happening. Who is behind what's going on? And why are we being led into every single problematic area that we can as a country? Oh, man. We are running out of time here, which is, which is a shame. We have so much stuff that we didn't even get to. We didn't even get to any Ron Paul news or yeah. anything. It's, it's I still have yet to play the new Ron Paul ad, but Ron Paul needs delegates, folks. Get on his website, ronpaul2008.com. Charlie Ratner, thank you so much for joining us. Um, My pleasure. Look forward to the next time. Evan, thanks thank for you. the call. Animal Farm Radio Show. We'll see you next Friday, 9 to 11. Tune in to Ross thank and you. Hostick, everybody, right yes. now.